Hey, hey, everybody, it is season eight hype time. It is trailer time, and we are back, and it is, wow, there's, this fandom really explodes when there's a trailer, doesn't it? And I guess this trailer was a little slow to come out, right? We were all, when's the trailer coming out? Usually it's all, all out way farther than this. So it's kind of cool that we are uh, able to do this now. So Pricer Hunts made it. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, right? Some, there were people on Twitter saying, no trailer, no trailer. But of Some people were like, it's going to be today. It's going to be today for like the past three months. <laughs> It's kind of an odd time for it to drop too on a Tuesday morning. Mm. That's not. I don't. I, maybe. I, maybe it was not that weird compared to older ones. But it seems like that seemed odd to me. I don't. Maybe. Maybe it wasn't though. But uh, hey, everybody! It's great to be back. Glad to see all y'all in the chat. Let me say hey to our returning guest from Radio Westeros, our longtime companion in analyzing the show. Hey, Lady Gwyn, how you doing? Hey, good. Happy to be here. Feeling the hype? Yes, feeling the hype. All right, cool. Well, <laughs> we have, of course, Ashea doing production. She pulled a bunch of awesome shots for us. Lots of work went into preparing this episode, even though we only had about less than a day-ish. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I've been up till 7 a.m. the last two mornings, so I was one of the last people to find out about the trailer because I, I woke up at, you know, 2 in the afternoon yesterday and it was out. <laughs> mm -hmm. But hey, speaking of, uh, speaking of returning, welcome back, Sean. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. I feel, what's the word? Exhilarated? Rejuvenated? Fired up, you know, something like good. that. Good. I feel good. Good. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Excelente. All right, so let's go right into it. I'm going to, we're not going to run this like a normal episode. We're not going to do our patron stuff or mid-roll or any of that stuff. We're just going to focus all trailer, all hype, nothing else. And because I know you guys have a ton of questions and we have a lot of questions ourselves. We have a lot of notes. We have a lot of shots of from the, a lot of images directly from the trailer. And we want to use all the time we have because uh, it's going to be a lot to cover. And we don't want this to be a three-hour episode. Well, maybe we do, but uh, we're going to try to avoid that anyway. So let's get right to it with the beginning of the trailer. Um, Aria voiceover. It's a really cool kind of juxtaposition. On one hand, she's almost cocky about facing death like who talks like that i'm like it's impressive but also like i don't know aria you might be a little i might be a little too confident but maybe she's just kind of fire up whoever she's talking to maybe it's kind of like a morale thing she's saying to somebody else how did you guys view this initial speech uh sean you go first well i think this like many things in the trailer and in previews in general for game of thrones or any show we're going to see them out of order and out of context you know, yes. there's going to be some characters who start off, like, who have all along started off blowing this thread off like it's nothing. And then they're going to see what it really is. And they're going to have a, <laughs> there's going to be some irony there. You know? And sometimes they, they trick us a little, right? They put two things together that seem like they're part mm -hmm. of one continuous shop. They're not. Lady Gwen, what are your, what are your initial thoughts from the, uh, the beginning of the trailer and just uh, from overall? Yeah, uh, what you said about the juxtaposition, I thought was cool. She's, you know, she's looking forward to meeting this face of death. I feel like this has to come kind of early on. Um, I, you know, we were speculating, I think, maybe that she's talking to Gendry. I don't know who, you know, we think she's talking to. But, um, yeah, I mean, she's. I think she's kind of talking trash. And then you, <laughs> you, then you see her uh, running in terror. And, wow. <laughs> Things change. I, I, I think I agree with you that she's talking to Gendry. She's holding up a, a for, like what looks like an obsidian spearhead, and then 
in all those scenes, she's carrying a broken spear shaft with that obsidian spearhead. Mm. And uh, in those other scenes later in the trailer where she's kind of, it's really fast and she's there's some fire and she's kind of spinning around. We'll show a shot of that later. That also is appears to be the same weapon in her hand. It's not the dagger in her hand. That's what we, a lot of people yeah. first thought, including myself. Me too. <laughs> but um, the, the dagger is at her hip, though. You can see yeah. that at, at one point. So she does have it. But she was fighting with this spear that's sh which uh, the shaft broke at some point, I guess. Um, well, the thing that really gets me about this moment is, okay, so it's one thing for her to be running. It's one thing for her to be scared. But, the, but it looks like she's kind of psyching herself up to start her run. And that's the part that really trips me up. Because it's one thing if she's just running away from some, you know, it's gone bad and she's running away from some bad guys and trying to get to a better spot to fight them. That's... That's pretty straightforward, but why would she need to pause and like, and she, and it's like, it's almost like she's making sure they don't see her. Mm -hmm. And that really, that's really puzzling to me. I do not know what that's getting at. Um, mm -hmm. Do you guys have any thoughts on that? I had a, I definitely had a sense that there was a, it was a stalking vibe, you know, she's, she, and, and she's being stalked by something. Mm -hmm. you know, she's got something on her tail. She's hiding uh, what it is. Um. I can't imagine. I saw a lot of speculation um, about what it could be. I guess depending where it is. I mean, do we have thoughts about where she is? I thought initially she might be in the crypts, but then I, I'm thinking, having watched it a few times, it seems more like she's in the hallways upstairs in the castle itself. So I agree because the same shot I refer to when the spear is whole, it's 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 she's amidst flame. And yeah. fire, so that's almost almost certainly not inside. So she's probably outside with the rest of the battle, and that does mean that she ran inside. Um, mm -hmm. And because she's still carrying the broken spear, the spear is whole when she's in the flame, you know, amidst the flames, and then it's broken when she's running through the hallway. So that almost certainly, unless it's a different spear, which mm -hmm. is possible, but seems you know that seems kind of unlikely. But uh, it seems like the the running through the hallways comes after the twirling spinning. Because the spear's broken, right? That, yeah. It's yeah. the simplest answer, but yeah. it isn't necessarily true. But I yeah. also assume that she was in a crypt at first, but some of the scenes where she's running through corridors, it seems like there's windows with yeah, there's daylight snow coming and in. snow. You see the know. snow, yeah. But so it I could agree. be that she ran... Started off in a crypt and it ran up to those corridors, but maybe she started off outside mm. and got to the corridors. It could be a lot of things. I also assumed that maybe there was a, a skirmish of sorts that she broke free from, gets around a corner, catches her breath, and has to like... No, she has to keep running, and so that's she's worried that when she does, someone might be there to notice her. And it's it's kind of hard to imagine what what she would be afraid of if she's either she was just wrong that you know the face of death is actually scarier than she thought, or it's something maybe a little unexpected. A couple mm. theories I've seen are uh, she's freaked out because of the the stone kings have risen, but if if she wasn't in the crypts, then that wouldn't really fit, and if or it could be. You know, the uh, the white version of somebody she knows. Maybe there's a Hodor white or something really scary like that. A little finger white. A little finger white. You know, <laughs> there, there was a weird note on Twitter that he had a season eight script, which is we why would he have had a season eight script? Mm. Um, yeah. Yikes. So. Okay. It, it literally didn't occur to me until we were talking about it just now. I thought in general about the idea of people, mm. the dead and Winterfell and the Crips or whatever coming back. But then I started to think, 
Because I was already asking Aziz, like, what happened to Rob Stark's body? You know, like, I yeah. guess they didn't get Winterfell back before. Uh, yeah, hmm. The phrase, yeah. But just now, like, there. thinking <laughs> about what would really scare Arya if the guy whose throat she just slit was coming for her. <laughs> yeah. If they didn't, they probably didn't give him a proper burial, you know. I, I, I don't know if he's just laying in some yeah. room. <laughs> On the other hand, the whites are, like, a single white is really easy to deal with, especially for mm. her. She's double, she's got an obsidian spearhead and her cat's, but, like, you know In what I mean? General, so it might be foe. easy to deal with, but it still might be yeah. scary to face. She I doesn't agree. know how he's yeah. there. She might not know her weapon works against him on and on, you know? Yeah, it's it's definitely mm. tricky. Um, and, of course, she's clearly... The other thing about this is she's clearly been in action already. Her face is sweaty. There's a cut on bloody. her forehead. Yeah. yeah, bloody and sweaty and breathing heavily. Obviously, that uh, really gives gets you into, this, into the motion of the scene there, of the trailer. So yeah, it's really interesting. I'm, this is a great way to start the trailer. It was it was puzzling. We weren't exactly sure what we were seeing. So let's take a step back just for a second. And talk about this from a, from a, a more meta level. It's ge- it's generally. Did you say metal level? Metal level. <laughs> yeah, the Nine, Nine King's pretty metal. Arya's pretty metal. Uh, battles in the ice are pretty metal. This is a battle at night, right? Uh, it's it's pretty metal. Um, well, we got a couple super chats here. Stephen Stark says uh, super chat at four twenty four. The beard. Thank you, Stephen Stark. <laughs> And Thomas Pappas says, very last scene gave me a Battle of Ice vibe with the lights in the distance. Since the show decided not to go that route with Stannis, could we see it in the war against the others? Hmm. Interesting idea. Yeah, I wonder about that. The the la- the lights in the distance, it's one I almost think it's like a like a um it kind of feels like a light at the end of the tunnel almost like in terms mm-hmm. of a, a literal uh or a figurative thing. What do you think, Lady Gwen? What do you think about that? Um, didn't we already see something similar? To at least that in the last season, the Battle of Ice was it? Didn't they do something on, on a frozen lake? And um, well, I guess that's where the the dragon. Yeah, that would be the closest parallel <laughs> so, there. Yeah, um, but you know, this one, yeah, I did see, I, I did see that, and and think, well, it did have that kind of vibe. Mm. Um, I could see where one might think that. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Um. We have, looks like a good number of people uh, have shown up to watch this. Thanks very much, everybody, for joining us for this trailer discussion. Also want to say, hey, uh, one of our usual um, fun things that we do during a show is, is talk about what we're drinking. Sean, you have a very oddly colored beverage, which is maybe not odd considering your normal weird colored beverage. That's like a mauve or like it's a, a lavender. Yeah, I say lavender. <laughs> a lavender, lavender beverage. Very yeah. All right. This is a uh, one of the naked drinks, the, okay. the protein berry one, mixed with the blue Mountain Dew Voltage. Hmm. <laughs> it's delicious and, by, and mm, I mean, relatively <laughs> healthy. <laughs> Lady Gwen, what are you drinking? I have two drinks. <laughs> <laughs> nice. This is uh, this in the Hogwarts mug is Bowmore Scotch. Nice. Uh, and I have some tea and chaser in my uh, blue mug <laughs> that I have with me all the time. I have my very standard, usual purple Valyrian steel coffee thermos, and <laughs> it is filling me up good. Nor super chat from Laura Brando says, "Who do you think will wield Heartsbane?" Well, we have um, an image for that. Um, we were going to probably show it later, but we may as well show it now. It's uh, mm-hmm. Jorah pulling up on his horse outside of Winterfell amidst a bunch of other soldiers. He's got Dothraki behind him, and he's got uh, Unsullied behind that. And if you look on his hip, there is a very large sword with a very large hilt, which can only be Heartsbane. Maybe there's other options, but I really can't imagine it being anything Mm. else. Now, 
wielding a two-handed sword from horseback is a little weird, but not it's not completely realistic. You can use a great sword as a lance. That's a something that's a that's a historical thing because um, they're so long. You can actually stick it out in front of you like that and stick them with the pointy end. Um, <laughs> and of course, since it's Valyrian steel, it should be a little bit lighter. But anyway, doesn't mean Jorah is gonna survive and continue to wield it though there could be a second wielder or maybe even a third wielder of heartsbane and there's also these existing questions of whether it will be melted down into multiple blades because that might be more efficient we have gendry around obviously seeing jorah wielding it right before a huge battle definitely cuts back against the idea that it will be melted down into multiple mm. blades but it, it could I guess that could happen later what do y'all think sean you go first this time yeah, I think one, I'm as interested in how he gets it in the first place. I think that'll be interesting to see. Yeah, who like decides <clears throat> that he gets it. Like I was yeah. more thinking maybe Sandor, but but as we'll see later, Sandor doesn't seem to be there. He seems to be elsewhere during this, this during this battle anyway. Also, I believe, you know, I don't, I don't know how known or how spoilery this is, but I believe that this battle is in the third episode. I think that's and, uh, sort of, yeah, I think that's been rumored. Uh, also, it seems likely that w almost everything we've seen, just like most trailers, Almost everything we saw, if not everything we saw, is from the first couple episodes. Two or three. First two or three yeah. episodes. Like we probably you can didn't usually see it. show a clip of someone's face that could be from the fifth episode. Yes. But yes. yeah, the, it does make sense that they're not going to give too much away from the end, more from the beginning. And it's the end and, end, right? It's not yeah. just the end of the season. It's the end end that they would be giving away. And that away. battle yeah. sequence is took them like three or four months to film or something yeah. crazy, like twice way, as long as the Way longer than the Battle of Bastards and at yeah. night. So just mm -hmm. yeah. unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, which makes me think that yeah. they just can't keep all that under wraps. And so maybe it becomes, they go ahead and just say, all right, fine, this is happening in episode three. This is the director or whatever, you know. But, um, but point being that who knows what happens after that, right? Is, is this going to be a, a battle that they fend off the Night King and now they have to face Cersei? Or are they lose to the Night King and retreat to King's Landing or, you know, who knows what happens next. All this basically wondering about what could happen to that that sword. It seems like if Jorah's wielding it there on the cusp of a battle, it's probably not getting broken down into more swords, but there might be many more battles, and so yes, maybe it will. So you're right. What do we think in general about this battle? Like the basic, not necessarily who lives, who dies, but are we kind of all thinking that, that humanity's going to lose this battle? Mm. As in, they'll lose Winterfell. Winterfell will be captured, overrun potentially. I I am just so you know. I was holding back on talking about it too much. I was going to let other little bits of the our analysis <laughs> unfold, but I, I, I think <laughs> I think it's going to be a lost battle. Yeah. Um, Seth Wilkins here, super chat says, Arya can't find the tunnels out of Winterfell. Maybe that's what she's trying to do is look look for a way out rather than you know try to find people or whatever. Maybe she's trying to escape. Which, yeah, that's uh, an interesting idea. The lone um, survivor. But Lady Gun, we didn't get your take on the battle. What do you think the overall result will be? I never really, I never thought that that would be the case. Um, you know, from the book's perspective, I always thought that the Battle of Winterfell would be the, uh, you know, the battle that decided it all. Winterfell, you know, it would be where Winter was defeated. I think that's where the last long night ended. I think uh, it would make a lot of sense for this to be a battle where they're turned back. But if it's happening this early in the in the season, um, I don't know. I mean, it could certainly be a, a loss, and you know, I guess uh, we'll have to see. Speaking but. to that point of yours, which may be that they're turned back. Let's let's say let's entertain the notion that the humanity wins this battle and turns back the others. That would potentially indicate the rest of the season would be 
would be hashtag for the throne, which is mm-hmm. what Game of Thrones has been pushing. HBO has been pushing, which is always to, to book readers. It seems a little odd because it doesn't seem like that's really what this is about. Like for the throne, like yeah. I like this is for the living. <laughs> seems what to is, be more important here. What right. is worth in my more unsullied take? I also feel like the whole time that the, 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 the I don't know that the crux of this whole story is that all this conniving and politicking in King's Landing is just mistaken effort. The real threats are elsewhere, you know? Yeah, and they've been so, saying that at the beginning. Like, people like OSHA yeah. say that exact that exact yeah. thing, like, very yeah. early in the series. And people like Jor, uh, Gior Mormont says, does it matter who's it's... Like, that's super early seminal <laughs> line. Yeah. Does it, does it matter who's it's the Iron Throne when dead things come hunting in the night? Like, that's one of the best lines. And it really says a lot here, too. So, yeah, so I, I'm, I agree that's kind of tricky. On the other hand, like, there's definite reason to think that there will be showdowns later. Like, we all probably still think Clegane Bowl is happening. And for that to happen, I, how is the, the mountain's not going north? You know, that yeah. has to happen in the south. Right? I mean, mm-hmm. I think. I, I just really don't see the mountain coming north at all. I don't see Cersei moving. So, I, yeah. therefore, I don't see him moving. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it could be that the others are defeated uh, in advance of a hu- more human climax of human climax. Yeah. Good one, Aziz. Uh, <laughs> no pun intended. No, I'll, I'll own that. Pun intended. Sure, sure. Yeah, why not? Why not? I'll go there. We got a super chat from Jennifer Taylor who says, will we get an answer on who Azor Ahai is? Azor Ahai or who or will we see the real Lightbringer? Mm. That's a tough one. Lady Gwen, you want to feel that one? Yeah. I mean... Yes, I, we'll get an answer on who was Zora High Reborn is here, I think, um, or at least maybe a, an answer that, or a semblance of an answer that we can argue about. <laughs> Something that sheds more light on the prophecy in a way that a, just answers more, yeah. asks more questions. Yeah, that, that would make uh, sense. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I I think the real Lightbringer, and maybe we could we'll talk about this a little bit more later uh, when we talk more about swords and forges and stuff. But uh, the real Real Lightbringer is going to be a sword that is forged for this purpose. I don't think it's, you know, a sword necessarily that currently exists or is transformed somehow for this. I like that idea that a sword is going to be transformed. I think the real Lightbringer is the friends we made along the way. (laughs) (laughs) I just want to say something kind of funny from a very high level meta perspective, like old school Game of Thrones fan. It's been since 96. The, the, the things are going to happen in the crypts in a climactic fashion has been in, around since 1996 because John's dreams in the first book have stuff like that, like the kings waking from their grave. So back when people only had one book to theorize on, that was a theory. And it's only been, you know, 23 years since that book came out. Some people have been obviously Game of Thrones. The book has been theorized over and over uh so people did not miss john's dreams there so i just think it's kind of funny that that theory has been after all this time it's been semi-confirmed by a trailer (laughs) 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 a trailer of all the things one minute and 53 second trailer yeah (laughs) (laughs) i'm not mad i just think it's funny because uh, i mean this was not it's not a surprise we you know we did a video on the crypts of winterfell and we were we're pretty sure something's going to happen in the books and show and you know, it's cool. I think I've spent about 53 minutes watching that 53 second trailer. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I'll tell you earlier today, I was watching it, stopping it, watching it. Yep. And uh, my husband in the other room says, 
why don't you do something productive? <laughs> and I said, hey, now. I'm, I'm studying this for later. He's like, oh, right, sorry. He thought I was just literally <laughs> sitting there watching it, watching, <laughs> wasting time. Catherine Harding's super chat, some love for the content and, of course, the shirts. For people who are watching on podcast, I have a Star Wars Night's King, Jon Snow, Daenerys Targaryen mashup shirt. Sean has a 2K19 shirt, and Lady Gwyn has an Ice and Fire Con shirt. And uh, that's a good segue to mention. Yeah, that shout out to Game of Owns, by the way. Yes, yeah, shout Game out of to Owns Game shirt. of Owns. Yes. Uh, yeah. Shout out to Ice and Fire Con. You can um, see all of us there. Ashea, Sean, Yoke Boy. As I'm pointing at Sean, I said, Yoke Boy. Uh, me. <laughs> he has a beard now. Yeah. So, sort of. And uh, Lady Gwen as well. So all five of us and let plenty of other people. And it's going to happen during the season. You'll get to watch an episode with us. And it might be the third episode, which would oh, be wow. this battle that we're potentially describing here. That might be the one we all get to watch together. So I should point out an another potential is that this battle may last more than one episode. Hey, good point. You know, if they took that long to gear film it. toward the end and then follow up in the next episode. So, huh. just that's, a thought. That's not something they've done before, but I can't say it's impossible. You're right. What do you, Lady Gwen, you got something to say? I do. I'm raising my hand like I'm in school. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> I was, uh, this is a good time to bring up the, uh, the Entertainment Weekly article. Oh, yes. Uh, by James Hibbard. In which he talks about uh, the making of this. You know, you've already mentioned how they, how long it took them to film this and the night time. So he had this great article breaking down the hardships and how long it took to um, make this. And um, one thing that was very interesting about this segment I found is that he said um, it was even in cinema... Uh, Miguel Sapochnik, who's the director for that episode, tried to find a longer battle sequence in cinema history, and he could not. Um, <laughs> it even surpasses the 40-minute Helm's Deep siege in the two, in Lord of the Rings Two Towers. And people are calling as giving this battle Helm's Deep vibes with the people huddling in the crypts. Which, so yeah, yeah. Which apparently Miguel Sapochnik did indeed study the Helm's Deep um, to get some some insight onto how to present a battle to prevent people from getting battle fatigue um, as, a, as viewers. And th what's the, the, the thing that's a coincidence here is that I read that same article and got excited and sent it to the quote to Sean where he says, the best thing to do in a long battle scene is to have as little action as possible. Yeah. Which was awesome, because Sean and I are both like, we blow that horn, Sean more than me even, but right. we love the, it's the things that happen during battles that aren't action are the best things, mm. right? It's mm -hmm. the tension, it's yeah. Sansa and Cersei waiting inside, not knowing what's going to happen. It's mm -hmm. all that's the, yeah, because a lot of times, although to be fair, I think this is, this has more potential than most, because a lot of the problems with TV and movie battle scenes is the lack of tension. I don't think Jon Snow's going to die in battle, but hmm. Jorah, Davos, yeah. Yeah. Theon, Grey Worm. So the tension is going to be real. So I think the action right. is going to be a, a higher level because the tension is going to be pretty legit. A little, uh, I don't know, tangent I, I want to point out here. Richard Donner. Mm -hmm. Who's done a lot of? That's you know, he's a great director. That's huh? Barrick, right? Oh no, that's no, that's no, Richard uh, Dormer. <laughs> yeah, Richard Donner. He's a, he's a director. He's done okay. so many movies. He, he did the. Scrooge with Bill Murray. He did the original Superman, Christopher Reeve Superman. He did yeah. Goonies, on and on and on. But he also did The Omen, Gregory Peck horror movie in the 70s. Oh. It's the biggest movie that year, by the way. It came out in The Wake of the Exorcist. 
And when he made that movie, he studied how audiences watch horror movies so that he could time how long to wait between you know, the, the moment of impact or violence of the door opening or the whatever oh, it is. Oh, how long to draw out the suspense? Right, yeah. Oh, uh-huh, that's cool. And, and at this director, same thing. He studied how people watch battle sequences. So he yeah. knew, like, how, how to what what kind of tempo and pacing to maintain. Because you do kind of mm-hmm. zone out. It's kind of on my mind, especially I've been watching all the adventure movies recently. And I, what was it, Winter Soldier. There's, like, these three super aircraft carriers I have to take down. And so it takes, like... <laughs> 30 minutes for them to do this and I just bored with it if it had just been one aircraft carrier you know what speaking I mean speaking like, of lack of tension like it's exactly. a, the graphics are amazing but like nobody is in any danger like they don't even come out of that with like a cut on their face like they don't even have a they did. he like, had he had a cut he had one yeah, cut yeah. okay cool alright one cut that's they're, 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 they're leveling up there I guess mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't have too much blood on screen you know yeah. it's PG-13 mm-hmm. right <laughs> the, the, I think the action it, it, is so much more meaningful you know, when you care about what's happening and when they're, when it's a highlight moment, not a continuous moment, you know. Yes. And add to that, too, at some level, they're limited by the physical abilities of the performers. You know, they can't. Yeah. They're, they're only so skilled with these swords. They can only be so dangerous with their it's moves true. and everything. I guess so, it's one of the things that's special about Game of Thrones is some of these actors have had seasons and seasons and seasons of training now. Like, they're yeah. actually like, Jon Snow is, like, Kit Harington's probably pretty sweet with a sword. Yeah, he probably actually is, yeah. <laughs> He's probably pretty good, yeah. I wouldn't want to fight him. Uh, a couple a couple more questions from the chats here. Alexandra Sandu says, but what does it mean to say that Winterfell will fall? It's not like the Night King will take over the castle and leave guards there. Yeah, he's not going to have a garrison or anything. Yeah, it's true. All he needs is the dead. What use has the Night King for the castle? I suppose he's just driving the humans out of their, you know, their shelters. If, if, if the Night King's goal is to just which we don't know what it is, but let's assume it's killing as everyone, then you got to kill them where they are. If they're in the castle, you got to go in the castle to get them. You know, wherever they are, you yeah. got to get them. Um, I'm not sure it's any more complicated than that, but uh, if it is, we may be learning about that. This would be the time for us to learn about it. So you know what, here, here's my, I'm going to say bold, maybe unlikely, but but potential prediction. It, I can, I can imagine it being easy to blow this off as, no, that's silly, but this is what I <laughs> nice think is possible. Good, good caveat there. <laughs> okay. So we see everyone lined up outside, ready for this battle. We see the hoof of the, uh, the, the Night King's horse yeah. appear. <laughs> we're, we're ready for this showdown, right? In my mind, though, two dragons sweeping across all these undead. I mean, maybe they can't kill everything, but that, just think about how much the dragons dominated the Lannister armies, right? And I, yeah, I it is a little like, puzzling. Yeah, how are they right? gonna? So more ice lances and stuff like that. Yeah, know? one. Yeah, maybe the Night King has someone to take them out. Maybe they're already elsewhere. We see them drive flying through those canyons. Maybe, maybe maybe they're on some kind of scouting mission, and that's when the Night King shows up, and they're not there for some reason. I don't know how. Well, how I don't happen, think that but. could be the case because we see John in the battle. Remember, we see him on his horse. We see him running through the flames. Right, he's not on a dragon, and it's at night. And those see that scene where they're flying the dragons around is during the day. Right, but John didn't look like he was on one of those dragons. That's what I'm saying, but he was clearly at the battle. What I'm saying, the dragons could be off in the north doing something. Who knows what? Yeah, that's And possible. the Night King shows up. They, okay. they just be hunting. Well, my, my, the, the thing is, though, the problem with that idea is that we see John and Danny go to the dragons in the in the daytime. Right. So, like, did John not get on Rhaegal at that scene? See, the, the, mm. the prevailing theory for those scenes, I think, and I agree with it, I'm, I'm certainly open to other ideas, is those are, that's John learning to ride his dragon. Yep. He's just, te- right. he's going on a test flight. It, it, it can still all drive. He could go on a test flight. Then they come back. They go talk to the troops. He's, wow, Sansa, I rode a dragon. It was so awesome. And in the meantime, the dragons go hunt for food. 
then the next but, but they're up. clearly being fed. I mean, you, you see that pile of food. They're being yeah. fed. I don't think they need to go hunting. Well, what do you think they're doing or flying around in the caverns? Like, like, like I already said, they're practicing. John is John's first flight. He's learning. You think how to John fly. was on them? I didn't look like he was. It's on hard them. to tell, but yes, yeah. that's that's a strong theory. I mean, he's going to have to if he's going to ride a dragon. He's not just going to jump on it and go to a battle right away. I don't think. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure about any of this. It's not really the point I wanted to bring up, and okay. we can talk about that more when we get to those images. Right on, right on. But uh, okay. what I wanted to say is that if in this moment when the you know, forces are all lined up outside and the Night King is showing up up front, and we we're expecting this battle, yeah. Um, <clears throat> Which it seems like the dragons would be very helpful for, but maybe they just don't show us. You're right. Yeah, yeah, but, absolutely. Uh, I mean, that's, that's probably where all the fire is coming from in those yeah. scenes. Well, right? this is right. what I'm leading up to. Okay. What if in the crypts, the dead arise, come up through the interior mm -hmm. while everyone's outside? I even had the thought that what if... No, I, that is, that's definitely a strong And I can yeah. take a page out of Jamie's book and just... Go to go south and just bypass Winterfell altogether. That's where all the armies are. Let's go attack somewhere else. Maybe a nominal force shows up as a distraction, or maybe they don't even need it to distract them too much if the dead within rise up. That's true. And mm -hmm. then suddenly mm -hmm. everyone has to turn and run back in. We see a picture of John and a bunch of troops running through what seems to be the the courtyard of Winterfell. Maybe they're running back inside because that's there where is the a scene where it is, does look like right? they're running back inside. I agree. And maybe the dragons have to burn Winterfell. Maybe the dragons have to burn Winterfell down just to kill all the zombies that have overtaken it. Huh. I don't <laughs> know that their flame would be able to destroy the, the walls, but I think, you know, something like destroying all the non-stone structures and burning. Yeah, but there's flames all around and all those battle sequences. There's flames yeah. all around. You're right. There mm -hmm. is a lot of flame out there. And it's, there's not, you know, if it's just this scrubland out front of Winterfell. It's like flat ground. Like what else is going to be burning? I mean, besides those siege engines that we see. Yeah, maybe um, they don't completely level it, but they might just have to swoop over and breathe fire into the courtyard and just... I, whether or not your theory is accurate, I completely agree that it's puzzling to see how the dragons play a role in that battle. And they, and that they should play a role in that battle, yeah. yet it's hard to see mm. where. What do you think, Lady Gwen? What do you think about all that? Yeah, I think, obviously, a very good question. If they're, if they're lining up to face off like that, where are the dragons? And where's... Where are the two dragons? Where's the ice dragon? What's what's gonna happen? Yeah, exactly. There? Where's the undead dragon? Yeah. yeah, they're obviously not showing us everything. There's there's more to this. Um, but as far as you know, the idea of the the dead rising in the crypts, I think that is like definitely absolutely happening. definitely <laughs> okay. a yeah. possibility in the books. You know, you get these very significant mentions about the iron swords on the on the crypt statues, um, keeping the dead spirits from walking. Um, Theon thinks about it and we, a lot is made about those iron swords on the laps of the dead kings but first of all there's three swords missing in the books I, I think they took swords in, in the show as well um, in the books it's Brandon Rickard and some old king yes um, right but you know there's more recent dead that aren't gonna have swords uh, like you were saying Littlefinger <laughs> if he's there I mean he got killed at Winterfell if he's there down there stuck in some crypt or I think they'd be smart enough somewhere. to burn his body but maybe not I don't know yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't know and then uh, what about all the other like kind of ancient dead there's there's tombs there's uh, swords that have crumbled away to rust there's people who were presumably buried down there but weren't kings and so didn't have swords and whatever uh, anyone else who has died recently since Mick and I uh, you know was killed and they didn't have a smith uh, there could be 
God knows how many yeah. dead bodies that are that are ri- raisable, if that's a word. Yeah, raisable. Yeah, that's, that's raisable. RPG and style. you know, <laughs> so isn't that a, a, that's a wonderful segue to talking about the fact that the crypts seem to be um, kind of a uh, like a safe haven. Like they've they've got people. There's an image of people sheltering in the crypts, women and children and eunuchs <laughs> sheltering <laughs> in the crypts. So um, they'll be the first ones to go. Sadly. If this happens, that leads us to a question we have here from Jamie McKenna. Is it wise to have the women and children holed up in a crypt full of the dead when the enemy raises the dead? Well, maybe not. Yeah, maybe not. I think in in red, (laughs) when it's all said and done, I think they're gonna be like, oops, yeah, that was a terrible idea. Look, Varys looks really terrified like something is actively happening like they're not just waiting it's like hey go go hold up down there and and weather it out like he's hearing it's not like anticipation yeah Yeah, he's he's a little freaked out and and you can see i think something that a lot of people missed is in this shot you can see gilly far to the left um holding little sam apparently Mm. so ooh, that's uh Worry about Gilly, worry about little Sam and Varys. We've been saying Varys is doomed for a while. And really, I mean, he's right at the top of the list of the dude doesn't run fast, I don't think. Uh, what he would make know you how to fight? I just, yeah, I am. What yeah. would make you think that he's in danger? Was there some foreshadowing about. No, Sandra, not just say, you're going to die. <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I can see the future and you're going to die. Yeah, well, and so am I, but hey. <laughs> Real quick, I, I did want to make another quick point, by the way. Okay. Keep in mind the nature of how the the undead army works. If you have a, a troop of 2,000 versus their troop of 2,000, mm-hmm. and you are so good, you get two to one kills. And so you kill all 2,000 of them, and only 1,000 of your, your soldiers die. And then the Night King raises everyone from the dead. Now it's even. Yeah, now they're back. Right? To, and so yeah. if you do it again, you kill all thousand of them and you only lose 500. Then he raises again. Now it's 500 to 500. Like, that's another thing that might happen to cause Winterfell to fall apart. Well, they feel like they've won and all of a sudden they have to fight their own people again. And they're right, like they won again and all of a sudden. There's something that you may have forgotten there, which is that they established at the end of last season that if you kill a White Walker, it kills all the ones that, they, that it raised. So you can regain that advantage if you take out. If you take out the head. Yeah. You have to take out the, the head, head zombie. Yeah. So you're right, but because yeah. those little walkers are often way in the back. They just, yeah. they're not in the thick of it. Sometimes they're in the thick of it, but usually there's like, the Night King <laughs> is always like standing in the back and he's always got some of his buddies standing there with him. So uh, I think you're mm. right, but that, that like caveat He's like a Tywin-esque leader. Yeah. The <laughs> yes, the Night King. Yes, the Tywin King. The Night Tywin. <laughs> night Tywin. Night Tywin. Just one word. Night Tywin. <laughs> Lead from the rear. Yeah. Uh, Vampirus99 says, do you think that Gendry will reforge ice? Huh. I'm gonna say yes, but like in the last episode or something like that, oh. like some sort of end thing, not to fight with it, because that's the opposite of having more blades to fight with. <laughs> Combine yeah. them into one, and Ned yeah. never fought with ice. Uh, very few Starks ever probably fought with it because it's so big. Um, there's probably a few that did because there may be a few tall guys out there. You, know, you get a six foot six Stark, he could probably wield it, you know. <laughs> but yeah, I would. I think I, I'm gonna I'm gonna guess yes at the end. I'll just keep it simple. Like, what do you think, Sean? Mm. I don't think so. Okay, what do you think, Lady Gwen? Well, you know, I've started to think that this might, the narrative significance of ice being reforged into two blades might be this, the need to have more Valyrian steel blades. So kind of maybe not, but then again, you know, I can't tell you how excited I was to see Gendry at a forge because um, Yoke Boy and I, and probably a lot of other people over the years have talked about what Gendry's significance is going to be in light of the fact that, you know, you, you lose Donald Noy and 
um, at the Wall and Micken at Winterfell. So you're really missing Smiths. Uh, so to have Gendry come in as a character who's known, you know, has this talent or this ability to forge weapons, and he has done his apprenticeship with Tobo Mott, he may have some knowledge that we're as yet unaware of about uh, Valyrian steel uh Blades, you know, forging Valyrian steel blades. This new resource and to work with, also the obsidian, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yes, and so yeah, and so this 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 um, feeds into a theory that we had posed way back in oh our eighth or ninth episode a long time ago about um, the nature of the original Lightbringer, um, in that it may have been a blend of Valyrian steel and obsidian. Yes, and I totally agree so, with that theory. By the way, yeah, totally. Yeah, agree, so 100%. you know, so here you got. Um, Gendry, who knows maybe something from Tobomot, or maybe Sam is there and brought some kind of knowledge from his researches in the Citadel. And yeah, he brought books so, with him. Yeah, so maybe there's there's just some lost or secret knowledge about Valyrian steel forging, and you have clearly got obsidian there. And, um, you know, yeah, I, I think this is very important that we can't underestimate how important Gendry is. Cool, yeah, I agree. There may even be yeah. some... So a symbolic element to ice being split into two swords, the Stark yeah. family being split into two okay. branches mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. If, if what about once the, what about and they're all and they're coming back together. Into a bunch of little daggers. Yeah. Tiny daggers. Another really funny joke, by the way, from the trailer um, that it says John's voiceover says, "Our enemy does not rest." And then it cuts to Gendry, who <laughs> spent three seasons circling around the road for three seasons straight. So he doesn't rest either. And then he ran from, you know, beyond the wall to I really to hope East that Watch. was on purpose. I, I didn't catch that. Yeah. I'm glad someone caught it, and I really hope it was on I, I didn't that catch it definite. myself. I saw that in the Reddit. I forget. I, I, sh- I wish I'd remembered Hopefully the username to credit them, because that was hilarious. Uh, yeah. So sorry, Reddit user. I should have credited you, but I, I forgot. Uh, Rebea Lady of Waves asks, I need some hot take predictions. How many episodes will feature direwolves? Uh, yeah. I think, mm. I'm going to guess just one. Yeah. I think it's going to be more than one. There was an interview with a, some CGI director or something for the show, and he said something to the effect of, there will be a fair share of ghosts. That something. sounds like more than one. Yeah. Okay. Now, it might okay. be three scenes in one episode. It might be one scene in three episodes. I, I don't know how, how featured he'll be, but he seemed to be like alleviating the concerns. Yes, ghosts will be in it. He'll be featured. They put the budget in or whatever. So. Okay. Uh, without hmm. taking too long, um, just a quick answer. Will we see Nymeria the Wolf in the final season? Ghost is like a definite, I think, based on those what you heard there. But Nymeria. <laughs> eh. I'm going to say no. Lady Gwen, what do you think? Um... Yes. You think so? Yeah. Okay. Be- yeah, I-, I would have a hard time believing, you know, if you have some sort of like, and it may not be this one, but I don't know, we have some sort of like battle, like just think about all the like tropes of like final decisive battles and everyone shows up, you know, finally. Yeah. And, uh, the people that you forgot about from whatever, however long ago are, are there doing their part. Um, Even, um... So. Taisha <laughs> will show up. Yeah, like, <laughs> Taisha, like, Lady Stoneheart. <laughs> everyone. Everyone will be up. there. That's who Ari is running from. That's who Ari is running from. Yeah, right. You know, by the way, let me uh, clarify. I think we should see Nymeria. I would like to see Nymeria, but I, I don't think we will. 
It's good yeah. to set the expectations low there. I kind of tend to agree with Sean that I doubt it, but I I have some some hope for sure. Ethan Super Chat says uh, at minute one at the timestamp of one twenty two of trailer could this be Nightmare's Wolf Pack? I don't think it's a wolf pack. There could be wolves in there though. It looks yeah. like mostly horses, but it doesn't have to be all horses. Um, but yeah, you can see like horse tails and hooves. It's it's hard. It's very hazy that scene. Yeah, I, I definitely like watched and rewatched super slow mode that scene, and it's multiple times I thought I saw like what looked like, like a, paw a wolf paw, a, yeah. but then as the angle shifts, I was like, no, that's a hoof. Oh, no, that's a. It's horse really hard to yeah. tell. So yeah, I, I, yeah. I, we we Same. can't give a definitive answer on that one. I think, but I but I I think there's definitely reason for optimism there. Uh, but I wouldn't I wouldn't take it to the bank just yet. Fred Targaryen's Uncle Daddy, one of the better nicknames, uh, screen names out there. Will Sansa get to eat lemon cakes this season? JK, who cares? Rock on. Wait, we do care. Uh, that's going to be also in the final episode. As they're reforging ice, Gendry's going to be reforging ice, and they're all going to be watching, and Sansa's going to be, like, eating lemon cakes. Like, oh, yeah. Forge shot. that. It's forge that sword. As she, like, bites down a little bit. <laughs> yeah, it's just going to... Oh, it's done. Boom. The show is over. <laughs> it was all about the lemon cakes all along. Okay, let's move on. Yes, yeah, so we talked about the forges a bit. Um, that's good. Let's look at real quick. We have uh, Bran and Sam. We have a shot of that that Ashea pulled. And the key thing here is Sam is like turning his head and his breath is frosty. And that's kind of like, uh-oh, they're here. That's kind of the vibe. I, I don't know if there's anything. It might just be that. I think it's just that simple. But do you guys have any other thing, anything else to say about that? I had a similar thought to you at first. But I I noticed several other characters breathe out mist through the trailer. Yeah, that's like, true. Ah, maybe it's just cold, you know. Yeah, it Winter's might just be damn cold. It, you're right. It is just going to be cold. <laughs> but <laughs> it could awfully be. awfully cold to be yeah. indoors, though. I mean, Especially if Bran, like, just told Sam something, you know, like, you need to go up top. I, I do. <laughs> like, I, I worry we won't get enough of Bram uh, talking because it's so there's so much potential for them to talk about, like compare the books to his werewood visions. And I, I'm I, 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 I'm setting my expectations low. I want there to be a lot of that, but I don't know that there will be. What do you think, Lady Gwen? It is same kind of. I, I probably I think that he'll be done. Um, you know, more in the background. We might get a couple of scenes and low expectations. But as far as what's happening there, I don't know. I mean, they, they could just be the way they the way they patch things together. You know, it could just be a random catch of something, you know, yeah. there and, and not much going on. It's it's hard to say from their expressions. Yeah, it's such a quick shot. It's almost like they just wanted to make sure Sam and Bram were in the trailer because people, have, you know, that's always the thing when there's uh, people not in the trailer. That's sometimes that by itself yeah. is telling. Um, so yes. we kind of, what we, you know, where is the, uh, yeah. right. Actually, we'll we have, later, we have an idea know. on that. Uh, we'll get to that a little, <laughs> little later though, but yeah, we, we have an idea on Theon. Um, I have a couple of things I'm a little excited to talk about after 53 minutes of watching that. <laughs> <laughs> and that's about where we are. It's about 6:53, So we're, uh, close to halfway here. So let's plenty more to talk about. But real quick thing I want to say, however sure. much we do get from Bran, I, I, I'm going to predict it's maybe the most speculated on bits of the show i think mm -hmm. that the things he says will get the most scrutiny there's so many things he can yeah. say too yeah. i think the only thing that we're really sure about is that that he and john he and sam will, will probably in some way or another tag team the news to john about his parentage yeah um this voiceover it really i think seems to it's 
plays into that, obviously. Yes. I mean, he's talking to John about about his coming, being at the right place at the right time. It's, he's talking about prophecy and destiny and Winterfell being his home, which I like the way they, you know, they timed that with the shot on Winterfell when they said home. Yeah. Uh, Bran said home. But I, I think the implication being, in light of something we'll talk about probably in a couple minutes, that you see next in the trailer, Bran is... Bran and Sam are telling John what his what his destiny is or, you know, what his background is at this point. One thing is that just knowing how much Bran knows makes things he says more, uh, I don't know, potentially meaningful. And also the fact that he kind of speaks in riddles, you know, <laughs> leads <laughs> leads to more speculation about what he's saying. Like if, if John says, I'm going to go to the wall. Okay, John's going to the wall. But Bran says... One must go to the wall. Like, okay, who knows what the hell Bran means by that? So, uh, it's like the patch face we didn't know we didn't know. <laughs> patch Bran. Patch Bran. Yeah. Wasn't, that a, wasn't that a Robin Williams movie? Patch Bran. Patch Brandon's. Bradham's. Adams. Patch Adams. Patch face Adams. Patch face Adams. Someone do the mashup. Oh, that's great. Patch face Adams. That is. Please, someone, someone at Ice and Park. That is the last person you want at your bedside when you're like, jeez. <laughs> no, like, you wake up and you're like, bah! Who is what? Is this, am I in like. Dr. Mengele's hospital? What is going on here? <laughs> that is terrifying. This is pretty puzzling to me. Let's talk about the scene with Beric, Ed, and Tormund opening some very big doors with their weapons drawn. Beric's sword is alight, and they look a little concerned. And then a minute later, well, not a minute, the trailer's only two minutes long. Uh, a few seconds later, Sandor is uh, also holding a torch, looking concerned, and it seems Fairly safe to assume that these characters are all together, roughly, uh, because they were last seen together. Um, mm. Although Sandor did actually fly south to go to that meeting um, at the Dragon Pit, so he might not. Maybe I'm wrong. Actually, maybe he shouldn't be with them. So Sandor maybe is a bit more of a puzzle. But so let's let's separate that for a second. Let's just talk about Beric, Ed, and Tormund for a second. Um, because they're with Ed, that potentially means they got all the way to Castle Black. Maybe they just ran across the wall as it was collapsing. <laughs> And I guess that was something of a cliffhanger. I personally didn't really think that was a cliffhanger, although. Well, they they were last seen amidst amidst destruction. Sort of the wall was falling, and they were on top of the wall. Yeah. that's the last we saw. Definitely. Um, so if if they escaped, they did what you said. Yeah, they ran. Yeah, there's not like they yeah. What else could they do? Ran on the top of the wall all the way to wherever they ended up. Yeah. So what is I this think, place that they're at? I think, by the way, it was Kim Renfro pointed out that they had to submit the script mm -hmm. to for Academy for you know Emmy nominations or uh -huh. consideration, which made it public. And in that section, it's it's kind of ambiguous, but it definitely doesn't say they die. It says something oh, like, okay. you know, they are seen running from the collapsing wall. Okay. Well, now we know for sure yeah. that they didn't die. That's very clear. Um, but well, yeah, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> confirmed. So what do you guys think? Where is this? Is this like? East, is this the castle? I don't think it's Eastwatch. Some people think it would be Eastwatch, but why would Ed be there? Why would Ed be at Eastwatch? He was at Castle Black last we saw. Uh, mm. So I feel, but I still don't know what the heck this place is. Is it the Night Fort? I mean, the Night Fort? Maybe they're going That's... to the Night Fort. That would be really cool, but I, I just don't know. I'm yeah. kind of. They go south to Carhold or something like that. Okay, she is south to Carhold, maybe? Yeah, it's. So, yeah, so I, I don't know. Do you have any ideas, Lady Gwen? What do you think, Night Fort, or do you have any other thoughts? No, I mean, Night Fort, if they're. Uh, they're anywhere that's not 
Castle Black. Yeah. I guess the night for it. Oh, that's maybe? really interesting. This... Have... I feel like they'd leave the wall. Why would they stay at the wall? Yeah, I, I kind of agree. Why would they stay at the wall? Like the, the yeah. enemy is south, but maybe they're looking for something. Uh, how? Maybe they have, yeah, right, maybe there's some message or something that there's something that they can find or something. But they can't. Be, they I, can't leave the wall. They've got to. They got to fend off the snarks and grumpkins. <laughs> That's right. Uh, They're not involved in the politics of the South. <laughs> you guys deal with the Night King. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, you're like, Phew, at least we don't have to deal with that guy anymore. <laughs> it's like they're somebody else's problem now. Yeah, we did our best, but we can't stop a f- undead dragon. Come on, guys. That's this is not within our capacity. We hardly have enough food. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> there's like a whole other 698 miles of the wall that still have to be manned yeah, <laughs> yeah they're like come on guys we can't leave <laughs> uh okay so let's let's go ahead and move back to sandor after my little false start with thinking maybe they were together now i, I think that was wrong i don't think they are together lady Gwen, you have a lot you took a lot of notes here on sandor so let's let you uh run with this for a minute yeah yeah so um i mean my interpretation of this scene i, I don't really i don't know where it is because i actually couldn't remember and maybe somebody if you guys can't remember maybe someone in the chat can where was sandor the last time we saw he him? was was he in king he Landing? was in king remember he's the one was who he... carried the the the, the, the right white. oh yeah yeah so but then so presumably was he then on the boat with john so would he be with john and danny going back home yeah back to north going back yes. so i mean is he at winterfell i think but, so but we didn't see him yeah except uh unless maybe anywhere else but this maybe that is the battle maybe he is in the battle yeah there is fire and yeah there's fire. So it, the, so the key point is that there's fire. So my my interpretation of that shot is he's hanging around a corner and there's there's fire and a lot of it around the corner and that is his number one biggest fear. And he looks kind of resolute and I think maybe he's going to go save someone at which point my head exploded and mm. I started, you know, hyperventilating. <laughs> you know, what if the someone who knows what the someone could be? What if Sansa. it's Sansa? Yeah, save Sansa oh, from the God. fire. Oh man, yeah. Oh my goodness. Uh, but anyway, there are some feels you know, there for sure. <laughs> back down to earth. Uh, you know, in terms of Sanders' character, if we go all the way back to the Black Fire, it was fire that broke him in that, in that case um, and caused his whole sort of wandering in the wilderness segment, mm. if you will. So if here he faces his fears successfully and he does something heroic, like what a huge leap in character growth for him. Um, and it would really be a payoff I, if he has that growth right before he goes to face the mountain yes, in the South. Exactly. That's exactly ah, what I was thinking. Cool. Like, his, So if he, he's, he faces his Almost his biggest fear, because what are his two biggest fears? Fire and his brother. Yeah. His brother is the one that caused the fear of fire. So if he conquers his fear of fire, and that's done. He'll also be like, yeah, I've already faced the dead quite a bit, too. So yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> It was the Night King, undead dragon. Eh. Dead things Never don't mind bother me undead, anymore. Bring it on, bro. Undead brother. <laughs> if there are dead things on fire, so. then he's afraid of them. But other than that. Right. Right. <laughs> that's cool. And you also mentioned that there's some juxtaposition with Jamie here with his voiceover. Jamie's voiceover at, at this point is is him talking about keeping promises. And, you know, I was trying to think of how that might be significant to Sandor um, because I feel like there's there are significant promises in his arc um, that he has to keep. Uh, possibly with Arya, with, San- with Sansa, um, definitely with his, um, he's got unfinished business with his brother. Yeah. So, you know, I think there's a lot of, that sort of that theme 
left to go in his arc. So I think the way they grouped the voiceovers is significant and we should definitely be looking at, you know, how these characters fall under those sort of themes. So right on. this one, I like Well it. said, well said. Next shot we have is of what looks like the winter town, which is a really cool thing to see. We haven't, it's, it's something that's kind of vaguely mentioned here and there. Even in the books, we don't get a look at it. So it's it's cool to get a, a, a shot like this. It's a very beautiful image too, because you can see, if you look in the distance, you can see how long this march is. The army stretches all the way up there and clearly Winterfell in the distance. Uh, so on the other hand, this is very sad because Almost all of these commoners are super, super doomed. And I get Carsey vibes here, where you're going to get introduced to some nice little happy commoners, happy like day-to-day -day type folk, uh, just to see them die. <laughs> any, uh, do, do, I, do you guys think that's it? Or do you think there's more to it? Or I think there's a little more cynical? to it. Okay, just to see it. them die and come back again. Oh, yeah. <laughs> make it even worse. Yeah, yeah see them as, as undead. Yeah, to make to put, to put faces as, yeah. on some of those undead to make them more, uh, make it hurt more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You agree with that, Lady Gwen? Yeah, I think so. I mean, at first, when when I first saw that, I, I must have watched it probably 10, 10, 12 times trying to figure out who that person was. I, I thought it was someone that I recognized, but then finally had to figure out, had to just arrive at the conclusion that it is just some person. Like you said, yeah. it's just going to be some random person who's introduced probably just to be a red shirt <laughs> and um, yep. <laughs> zombie zombie red shirt. So. <laughs> they like gray shirts in this story. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so we also, we get a lot of shots of, of armies on the move kind of lining up or preparing uh, one in particular is John and Danny riding together, which is a little bit interesting that they come in on horseback. Well, particularly Danny coming in on horseback is interesting. It's, it's less notable that John is doing so. We see Sansa seeing the dragon, or actually, Sean, the way you put it. Yeah, the dragons <laughs> see Sansa for the first time. <laughs> we have the perspective all wrong on this. It's not Sansa <laughs> seeing the dragons for the first time. It's the dragons seeing Sansa like, ooh, look at her. <laughs> the hero of the story. Yeah. Wow. Her hair is so red. Uh, and... So then we get Arya looking up, presumably seeing the dragon. That's that shot from the teaser from before. We have uh, maybe Tyrion looking up at the dragons, although it's not the first time he's seen them. So I'm not really sure what. I mean, that's for me. That Tyrion moment of him looking up was just like what we were saying with Sam and Bran. It's just like make sure he's in the trailer. You know, don't have yeah. no Tyrion. But it, there's just like I can't get anything out of that Tyrion shot. He's just looking up. It's daytime. That's yeah. all we got. <laughs> you know, I don't know. There's not much you can read into that. He's in the trailer. Okay. Yeah. I, I would, not that it's particularly meaningful, but I, I just assume pretty confidently he's just in the courtyard of Winterfell looking up at two people talking to each other. We've seen that type of shot many times, you know, people up on, on the, I don't know what the, the rafters, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is, but the, mm. you know, the platform circling the, the courtyard of Winterfell. We've seen characters above looking down and people down looking up, you know, multiple okay. times we've seen that sort of interaction. And now it looks like Lady Gwyn, you had a few more thoughts on this this Arya shot. Yeah, I think I, I just think that's definitely later. I, I think the Sansa one is definitely the arrival because she's looking out and I think she's seeing the the army coming in, and I think that's when the dragons kind of arrive. Um, I think the Arya one is is probably later. But, uh, it's outdoors. She's with people. She, there's she seems to be surrounded by. Small folk, wildling, refugee type people. Uh, and I would pair this one up with the shot that goes through the Snow Canyon. And particularly 
with the speculation that John might be riding a dragon at that point, because in this case, I think that her facial expression supports her kind of, you know, seeing like there's her brother riding a dragon. Like, geez, you know. Um, and this, the Sansa one, I think, is more just her wonder at seeing at seeing the dragons for the first time. There are some shots of Sansa later where I think she may be seeing that. Okay. People riding. Yeah, you know, we got a comment here that Storm of Spoilers, shout out to Storm of Spoilers, pointed out that maybe it's not Sansa's first time seeing the dragons in this shot. Maybe mm. she's realizing John and Danny are riding the dragons. Maybe that's just uh, seeing their, well, it wouldn't be Danny's first flight, but John's first flight. That's possible. That, that comment from Stephanie Vale. Thanks for that, Stephanie. That's definitely uh, on the table as an option. Yeah, I did think that when Sansa, the, the, the look on her face when I first saw the trailer was, I'm going to say, concerned or distraught maybe. But looking at it again more closely in slow motion 14 times, <laughs> uh, I think it looks more like impressed or, or maybe relieved maybe even. Like she's like, oh, wow, this is this is something to work well, with here, you know. Now that we, now that's <laughs> right. a help. <laughs> like, now that's going to help. <laughs> Good job, John. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and there are some really, speaking of the dragons and all these reactions, there are some awesome, beautiful shots of them over Winterfell and over the over the trees and in that canyon. I know Shea's got some of these shots. Some of them she's maybe already put up, but dragons in the snowy canyon. We talked about that a bit. It's hard to tell whether anyone's riding them in those scenes. It's, it's very difficult mm. to tell. Um, and then there's... Uh, the scene where they're approaching the dragons on the with with this piles of bones around them, which uh, that's really cool because it reminds us of something that that a lot of TV shows don't have time for, which is dealing with logistics. And uh, Sean, I know you had some thoughts on just the dragons are they eat a lot. That's yeah. food is scarce, and they need a lot of food. And that's that's something we talked about in our Fire and Blood coverage as well. Is like when there were all those dragons, like man, they just dragons. Some of us have been bringing in. I don't know, boatloads of sheep constantly <laughs> to keep yeah. up with that. I mean, they would, well, you hear stories of like uh, a dragon eating a whole bull for breakfast. Right. <laughs> Just, yeah. You know, like, whoa. And uh, on the other hand, these dragons are not that old, but still, they, they can, you can see from that pile that they have been eaten. Yeah. So that's a yeah. great shot. Yeah. So, so yeah. you guys, what are your thoughts on some of these just kind of dragony shots, dragon images. A lot of this you've talked about already, but let's uh, let's try to wrap up the the, the dragon talk. Mm. Um, Lady Gwen, you go first. I had um, thought, well, first of all, and a lot of people have noticed this when you when when they walk up to the dragons, Drogon is over here on Danny's mm -hmm. side, Rhaegal's on John's side. Obviously, that's what leads people to think this is going to be, you know, writing lesson number one. Maybe um, that is where the the sort of Images I was just talking about with Sansa is different from the ones where she's standing on the um, on the wall walk at Winterfell. She's this is she may be in a similar vantage point, but she's it cut that scene cuts from and then to Sansa watching mm. something else maybe, but maybe this okay. you know as she she looks kind of sad or concerned. She she definitely doesn't have the same um, kind of look of wonder that Arya has. So. Hmm. Um, it, it was just an interesting pairing, and again, it could be the trailer showing things that are totally unrelated the way they do to make you know to throw you off the scent. But um, I had some thoughts about Drogon, the shot of Drogon breathing fire, but I think actually I can I can defer those to later because they actually fit with something else as well. So okay, yeah, we'll come back to that. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about John and the Crips with Danny. 
John with the brood. He is a master brooder. This is the the peak brood, right? This is, you know, super broody. Like he's been practicing for eight seasons, seven seven and a half seasons just to get to this brooding moment. This is, yeah, this is his moment. It's never brooded harder. (laughs) So... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You just reminded me of this. There's a... It's the MST3K guys uh, yeah. doing Top Gun. And it's after, you know, I can't remember. Tom Cruise's, you know, partners has, I don't know if I'm spoiling Top Gun for everyone out there, but he dies, you know. <laughs> and Tom Cruise is like, you know, mourning. And the guy's like MST3K in it. They're like, act, act, <laughs> rude. <laughs> So, Lady Gwen, yeah. So, tell us your thoughts of of this about this peak brood. So, are we all in agreement that this <sighs> is probably him getting news, his parent news? Like, there's yeah. obviously other possibilities, but like, it's got to happen right. before he can ride a dragon. <laughs> mm-hmm. And all the people who know are right there in the castle with him. Yeah, I, I think, and it's. Uh, I would say maybe this scene comes after. I don't think necessarily because Bran is probably the person that's going to tell him. And at this point. Bran might still be upstairs. They probably haven't carried Bran down into the crypts for this reveal moment. So they've, you know, he's this is post reveal, and he, and so John goes down here and stands in front of Lyanna to brood about what he's just learned, <laughs> or to cry over the fact um, that he banged his aunt. <laughs> to cry, or to <laughs> like, just oh my be god, like, I slept what with am I my doing aunt? with my life? It's all a lie. <laughs> I'm having sex with my aunt. Uh. I'm so confused. <laughs> I thought I was dead. Like I'm not even supposed to be here. I got to use that joke two days in a row. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's what I think is happening there. I also think, and I want to know if you guys had any thoughts about this. Um, I didn't. Uh, there was a shot right at the very beginning. It would be like a screener from the very first moment when they show John standing in front of Liana's um, statue. It looks like there's someone else standing there, maybe. Um, could be the statue, but mm. I thought it was um, dark fabric and the statues are more gray oh. and they're stone, obviously. Okay. So I missed that. I thought it was a statue also, but yeah. I didn't know if there was someone else kind of standing there who may have, you know, backed off once Danny. It was when Danny was walking in, you kind of see. So I don't know. I, I could be wrong. And it's just a statue. Um, now we have... Brood two electric boogaloo, electric brutaloo, excuse me, <laughs> with John staring at the weirwood, which is like, geez, this is like the is broodwood. He, he needs to brood <laughs> the broodwood tree. <laughs> he needs to brood both indoors and outdoors, apparently. Uh, so, and Lady Gwen, uh, you had a thought yeah. on this, right? And in, in which, in which he is exactly like his father, uh, his the father that raised him, not the father that sired yes. him. <laughs> Oh, good old Ned Stark, who brooded next to the weirwood and then brooded in the crypts. Um, yeah, no, but seeking the godswood is absolutely just like something Ned would do. Um, and I think going and sitting in front of Lyanna's statue is something that Ned would do. So in both of those scenes, I got a very, very strong Ned Stark vibe. Right on, which is which, which fits in with the kind of expectation that John is not is going to embrace his Stark heritage over his Targaryen heritage. Um, that's more, it's mm-hmm. a bit more of a f- important theme for the books, but it's pr- going to matter here too. I think uh, he's not just going to be like, Oh, I'm Targaryen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he's still got to, yeah, he's got to react to that. See you later. <laughs> 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 I'm going to lunch. 
<laughs> so then we have a more brooding. Well, this time it's Danny. Maybe it's more pensive than brooding, but she's got her own moment of kind of. <sighs> maybe she's like, I banged my nephew. <laughs> so it all comes back to to the incest, doesn't it? So, uh, Lady Gwen, you had some thoughts on this one too. Yeah, well, this is where I uh, my thoughts really were just about how the trailer lines things up. I don't think these are all necessarily connected, but there were three shots in a row, and it's Danny looking pensive, and she does. She closes her eyes kind of the way you do, like if maybe you think about something unpleasant, or you've just done something that's making you very sad. Then you see that only shot of Tyrion. Mm -hmm. So it's Danny, and she's like, oh, and then Tyrion is like looking up, and then Drogon, blasting fire! <laughs> so I, I think they want us to think that Danny's going to burn Tyrion, but I also think that is a trick, yeah. which we've seen many times in these trailers. I think, uh, yeah. Not what's going to happen. I, I, but it's. Uh, did you guys get the feeling that that's what they were going for? A little, for? but I think it's uh, quickly, if you look at the lighting in the scene, Tyrion is standing in daylight and Drogon is in, in daylight darkness. In the so I, I think that, yes. that, that those don't, yeah. scenes don't connect directly. Um, so I agree with you. Yeah, right. it might be a trick. But if it was a trick, it maybe wasn't the best trick because of the lighting. So it kind of gives it away. But you're right. I think that's probably what they were going for. Um, and in general, there's a lot of shots of the, the lining up for this battle that we spoke about earlier uh, at night. There's a shot of Davos on the battlements pacing. There's all these shots mm -hmm. of the Unsullied. You can see catapults next to them, which, by the way, might be where some of the flame comes from. That's an option for where some of the flame comes from apart from the dragons. If they're hurling, mm -hmm. that would make a lot of sense to attack an army of the undead with flaming catapults, right? Yeah. Like, that makes a ton of sense. They yeah, better. Absolutely. I mean, tell you, I will be frustrated <laughs> if they don't have flaming arrows and flaming catapult at night. I mean, yeah, please, yeah. come on. Oh, that would Not be a only huge is it like whiff. a weapon they know works, but it also look really cool. Yeah, so. seriously, be huge. <laughs> yeah, and John, huge failing. John knows this. John knows this from the Battle of Castle Black. You have to have fire <laughs> yes, arrows. Gotta so have fire. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. We see that shot of Jorah, which we already talked about, where he seems to have Heartsbane. We, there's Dothraki with him. They look a little more dressed up, uh, which they certainly need to be. They're not used to wearing a lot of clothes. I wonder. You kind of wonder. We, something <laughs> we talked about before, like, how are the Dothraki going to handle cold? It's probably not going to be a thing they spend a lot of time on. And we get uh, a close, uh, an up-close-and-personal shot here that, that Sean refers to as the uh, nose squisher, which is uh, Masande <laughs> and Grey Worm having their passionate kiss, which I feel is... Oof, that does have some last kiss vibes to it. I just Grey Worm is just such a frontline guy. Like him surviving seems really, uh, really no. tough to see. I don't know. I, I don't feel great about his odds. <laughs> what about you guys? No, the fact that no, the fact that he's still there at all is it's already yeah, it's already defined me, yeah. some yeah. odds. I think yeah. For, <laughs> cool. Yeah. So this is yeah. I can see their mash. And then one last. Oh, wait, it's not just one last kiss. It's so much. It's one last nose mash. It's just very loving, right? Like in the middle of all this intensity and hype and excitement and drama and these characters and this action, I just started laughing when I just saw that. Nose. Maybe they're part Eskimo. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I can see Gregor like, oh, careful. I already lost one of my uh, protuberances. I don't need to lose another one. <laughs> Watch the nose. And there's frostbite going around, too. Like, it's already kind of, it's already such a risk. So we have Jamie's voiceover. That's pretty important. That's happening throughout, uh, I forget exactly which scenes it's over. But Lady Gwen, you had... Um, some good notes here because there's a lot of other people whose promises matter. You already talked about Sandor, but there's mm -hmm. other ones here too. Yeah, so I I think, you know, on the surface, this voiceover is him referencing his his vow to fight for John and Danny. Yeah. But I think, I suspect that he's speaking to Brienne. 
in this scene. And I wonder if you guys think think that as well. I mean, this this the words echo promises that they've made to each other in the past, yeah. um, in the show and and in the books. Um, and they've also both made promises to Catelyn Stark about mm-hmm. you know protecting her daughters or you know saving her daughters. Um, in other words. Promises is a major, major theme for Jamie and Brienne specifically, as far as their arc, you know, is together. So Very true. Um, mm. I would not be surprised if the person he's speaking to is actually Brienne. That would make sense. I mean, he's got to, that's got to be a point. At some point here in this Jamie's arrival in Winterfell, he's got to convince them that he's on their side. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. that's got, there's going to be a conversation here. Tyrion might help be the, you know, the the segue to help that work. In um, fact, that might even be what Tyrion's frustrated look up is. Because that's something that kind of speculates that Jaime's going to show up and just be arrested. And then there's going to be this case to be made that he's legitimately on their side. Yeah, I'm, and, I can see that. Cause, especially because John's not necessarily in charge. If it's Danny's call, then maybe. But John is is very much on his attitude has been i don't care about anyone's crimes we're fighting the dead if he can help us fight the dead he's on our side yeah. that seems to be his attitude but he's not in charge anymore yeah mm. so mm-hmm. you're you're right that that maybe danny will see it differently but i think danny's kind of bought into the that even, attitude as well but maybe not as fully even as if he was in charge he might as a default arrest him when he shows up and then okay yeah let's discuss this let him go there's know. definitely a shot of him fighting too so we know yeah. whatever happens he gets in the thick mm-hmm. of it um we also have Tyrion breaks him out of jail. <laughs> it all comes around. <laughs> that would be Full great. Yeah. <laughs> then maybe that, then yeah, that's, that gets us to why Tyrion gets roasted later. Right now, <laughs> I'm, <just kidding. laughs> right. I'm not predicting Tyrion gets roasted later. Maybe he just maybe he just gets his fingertips roasted off. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone gets each other's wounds. Yeah. Um, okay, so we have some more. We have some battle shots. A lot of battle images. Some of them we didn't bother to pull because they're just so hard to tell what's going on. So mm. we've got a few images, but mostly we're just going to discuss them. Uh, there's a shot of someone on the battlements doing a two-handed swing that turns into a, you know, releases the blade at one end and ha- it turns into a one-handed swing. At first we thought it was Jamie because it looked like a left-handed swing, but then we realized it was a two-handed swing and then and it resolves into the right hand. So it's clearly not Jamie because the sword finishes in the right hand. Yeah. So it Maybe could be Maybe Jamie's got some new skills. Maybe he's... <laughs> he's learned to hold his sword in his gold hand. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's got the golden grip. Yeah, and, and you noticed, Lady Gwyn, that he appears to be Jamie. There's a shot of him maybe yelling no here. Yeah, so that particular person, which, you know, I, I looked at it a thousand, thousand times. That's the one I was re-watching and re-watching and re-watching when uh, Yoke Boy was getting a little irritated with me. So I had to put my headset in because you kept hearing whatever was going on and then and then it segues into this just quick shot of jamie's face and i think he's yelling no so i wondered if they're connected if that was brienne fighting and then jamie or even you know maybe if they're not connected and and it's brienne fighting i can't imagine who out jamie would be so upset about it didn't occur to me that it could be brienne but i think now that i think about it just think we even took note of the hair trying to think whose hair was like that that's why we thought it was jamie at first and they actually do have kind of similar i also (laughs) took note of how brienne's armor i was so happy that her armor does just give her big boobs you know what i mean yeah. it's just like regular armor so the more i think about it yeah i bet that yeah was it's someone that has the surcoat that okay. you know comes down and splits and then um you know I, I once even saw could get it to stop on a profile of the person 
and uh, there's no reason why it couldn't have been why it couldn't have been Brienne. Here's the only counter argument I have. Uh, it's not a it's not a very strong counter argument, but it, but it does exist. Uh, Shea has this shot of Brienne and Pod and the soldiers lining out out front mm. of the battle. That's not the battlements. So Brienne starts his battle out front. So her mm. getting to the battlements is absolutely possible. There's a shot of them what appears to be running back inside. So if they run back inside, she could run up to the battlements. Pr- problem solved. Mm. However, yep. that does require her to just to be right about these other things, about them running back inside, and then she has to go climb back on the battlements. Yeah. Which I'm, yeah. I'm going to take this as further evidence that they have to turn back in. That they, yeah. they have to turn back in and defend the wall. So eventually, they, they try to meet the enemy outside, but ultimately, I think they're going to have to try to defend the walls because this isn't... They think there's one other shot of that might be... Um, sort of a wall kind of incursion kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm so, supposing not just defend the walls, not just go back inside to defend zombies coming up the walls, well, but defend <laughs> against zombies inside the walls. Mm-hmm. They, they yeah, come up through right. the crypts or something. Yeah. Wherever they're coming Both, from. all yeah. that, maybe, yeah. The whole yeah. place is being overrun. Agree, agree. Yeah. Okay, so here's a, here's one I think that we're going to disagree <coughs> on. Uh, there's that shot of a hand tightening around a spearhead mm. or a spear shaft. And I think, Sean, you think it's John. And I think and Lady Gwen thinks it's Arya. So let's uh, mm. let's let's debate that real quickly. Sean, you go first. Well, I'm not very confident one way or the other, but the scene that immediately follows that is John running. And you Looks can't like towards see, something, right? yeah. yeah. And you can't see, they don't show his left arm. They don't show his left hand. So yeah. uh, you would think he's holding long claw, but like. Yeah. And, and it does look like you can see a, a hilt of a sword on his hip, but you can't see his left hand. And his right hand comes up in front, and maybe even with a shield. It was really hard to tell. I'm not super convinced or. or Hmm. I'm not like trying to prove my point. Right. But, uh, no, it's just, it's a theory. Yeah. But it's, it was it's, the it's immediate fair. follow-up yeah. shot. I'm not sure why they would show someone else grabbing a spear, especially in that little moment. So I feel like someone decided every little instant <laughs> that was revealed yeah. here was a careful decision by a panel of people. You know, yeah. it's a good trailer. Was, what do you think, Lady Gwen? Yeah. So I think I think it's Arya, and it's as, this is after I watched it a hundred times. I I decided that this goes with that earlier shot where. Actually, I mean, it It starts with Arya with the broken spear, but then we see the part with her... With it whole. You know, yeah. twirling. And so, so I think that flame, this is yeah. actually Can we all do a now twirl real back quick? to the very beginning of that, of her <laughs> grabbing the spear. So it's almost like a reversal of the, that whole Arya sequence. Mm. Um, and I, I based that on looking at the hand grasping the spear. It's a, it's not a huge Oh, it's a smaller hand. hand. Oh. But, but Kit's not a very big guy. It's true. So. He's like five six or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> I was like, um, that's really not that conclusive. Five but. six isn't that small. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> or we didn't say it was small. We said it wasn't big. Well, it wasn't like you know, like a there is a, a, a Gregor Clegane kind of hand. Right. Let's yeah. Put it, yeah it was yeah. not the mountains hand. Yeah. There is a I don't know a distinct little piece like a little loop. Yeah, that like that armor comes off thing. The, I was wondering about that too. Yes, the sleeve. a cuff. It's a there's a part it's a part of the person's cuff. Yeah. So if you actually uh, I in retrospect to go back and look at costuming. I yeah, I had um, that idea but it's someone has yeah, me neither. <laughs> so but that that's definitely what that was, I, I believe. So this is maybe associated, like as we said, with this what appears to be a scene of them charging towards the gate, which we think is charging back inside, whether to flee or whether to fight the dead who have emerged within, uh, it could be. Oh, it could be both. Um, so, and Lady Gwen, you have some notes here about 
the way these scenes are stitched together, with mm. which might give us a clue. Yeah, I mean, you, first you see John from the front charging, with his fire behind him, and then you see him rushing towards the rush, rushing towards the gate. Um, I so I think that's kind of the same scene from a different angle, first from the front, then from the back, especially based on the lighting. Okay. Uh, I you know I think that was John in the lead. I was trying to figure out who was with him. Um. I came up with maybe Gendry, somebody that looked like Ed, but I don't really think Ed is there. It's just I was just trying to figure out who. There were a few people that didn't have helmets on, and obviously, I assume anyone that has a helmet on is just generic soldier number one, two, and three. Right, yes. sure. If they didn't have a helmet mm-hmm. on, that's those are the ones I was trying to figure out. Yes, it's one of the be. quirks of Westeros that wearing a helmet makes you less safe. carrying a shield makes you less safe too (laughs) we were joking before the episode about how john never you know like the main characters never have shields or helmets and then someone showed uh it was it was amanda crowfood's daughter of uh the disputed lands podcast and she showed uh, an image of john with the mormont shield fighting ramsey you know just and she was of course joking because as we know john goes that entire episode this long long battle without a shield only to pick (laughs) one up in the last three seconds to to kill the to block incapacitated person on the ground. Yeah, to, yeah, to yeah, kill somebody. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so it's like that's how he uses a shield. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, let's. Um, unless you guys have more thoughts on the North stuff, I think it's time for us to talk about the stuff in the South. We'll have some. We're going to field some questions still, so we will at least still talk about the North a little bit more. But we should focus on the South. All right. So let's do that. King's Landing and shots outside of King's Landing are the bulk of what we have outside of the north. One shot we have is Sean had a very good catch here. You see these three ships that Ashea is going to put up on screen that appear to be part of the Iron Fleet. They are certainly Greyjoy ships. The obvious answer is that the because the immediate next shot is the Golden Company and the leader, Harry Strickland, which is the actor Mark Risman standing there in the front, which from the behind, he looks almost like Jamie or Brienne, but mm. it's clearly not. It's clearly the Golden Company. But what Sean realized is the first shot with the three ships is a very good chance it's a different shot than the other. Go ahead and explain that. Yeah, I the uh, it, it's this sort of like you know like the on the front of ships yeah. uh, the, on the the peak of the mm. bow. There's often like a dragon or you know some monster or something, right? And it was like a a kraken, a squid type. I looked up an image of silence because I just remember I I, I don't I love that image so much. I don't know what it is about ships. Maybe it's just black sails got me to appreciate it. Uh, by the way, black sails, great show. Great show. Um, and uh, and I looked up silence, and I was like, wait, that's different on silence. It's like coming up from underneath, for like from the water mm-hmm. towards the tip of the bows. This crack thing. Plus, it didn't have those sails that were kind of flanked out to the side too. It didn't have those like flat sails down. I think it. Uh, anyway, Maybe. Your, your I don't point quite is, remember that. The point is that it's a different ship. Yeah, it's a, now it doesn't necessarily mean maybe your own's on a different ship. It could be a bunch of things, but in conjunction, all these pieces that put together, uh, that the shot that we see of the ship with the Golden Company in the background, you see at least four or six other ships. Not Where is just that one three. shot? There's just three. Yeah, right. and I seem to remember. Theon showed up with three ships to Dragonstone right. last season, and also. Theon wasn't anywhere else in a trailer. Pretty that big could be omission. Theon, yeah. Good so I cast. think that was Theon's ship. Now Very it's like, what great. it's doing, where it's going, why, you know, who knows. But I... Yeah, I yeah. think you nailed it. I think that's it. I don't... Of course, we have no idea where their ships are, but... Yeah. Ostensibly <laughs> going to save Yara. 
Yes, absolutely. Right. Yeah, good point. And yeah. speaking of Yara, we have this puzzling image from inside the throne room. It's this big mm. empty throne room. And that really looks like Yara off to the right there, but there's just no way that's Euron, I think. It looks like Harry Strickland, the captain of the Golden Company. Also, mm. on one hand, that doesn't make sense. It doesn't really fit very well. That would be Yara. Um, yeah. So maybe it's just not her. But on the other hand, then, who is that? <laughs> who is that woman then? So I'm a mm. bit puzzled. I'm a bit puzzled. I don't know. It looks to, you know, to me, that person is um, wearing a dark robe and some sort of a head covering. It looked to be like a, you know, like, a, uh, you know, one of the silence, not silent sisters, but a scepter or something yeah. like that. Hmm. It was that sort of definitely not some, not what you would normally expect to see. Yara in, but it's it felt female. Yeah. And the other person is wearing armor, standing there with their hands behind their back, which could be nothing. It it could be just, you know, kind of casual, relaxed hand behind the back, or it could be prisonerish hands behind the back. Yeah. I couldn't really figure out um either way. But you know, there weren't didn't seem to be any distinguishing marks on that person's armor or clothing and the other person was just all in dark so hmm. um, I yeah. I think I, that it is Yara but I am not sure of who the other person is or and I also agree it's kind of puzzling the positioning of people standing there if it is her it didn't she didn't seem like she was exactly prisoner and it seems weird that she would just be like standing around in a throne room you know what yeah. I mean <laughs> I don't know if uh, no one else there it's so yeah. empty you got like the mountain and uh, Cersei, and I don't even know if Kyburn's. I can think Kyburn's in that shot. I think he was. Yeah. was there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it's just like Two, it's like six people. Yeah. yeah. Two other Kingsguard, Kyburn, the Mountain. By the way, Cersei. the official name for the non-Mountain Kingsguard are hills. <laughs> the Mountain in the Hills. <laughs> yes, that's right. They're hills. They're Western. They're bastards from the West. Um, from a cinematic perspective, from a filmmaking perspective, how impressive is that? Just think for one second about That's what it took so to get cool. that one shot. Yeah. All yeah. those troops in uniform. Yeah, is it CGI? I wonder if they're duplicating the soldier over and yeah. over or not. I don't know. Even if it is, yeah. do you know how it's much awesome. effort it is to make that CGI? It doesn't That's matter so if it is or not. It's awesome. Yeah. I totally agree. Uh, they yeah. all they look different because I, I was trying to zoom in on, on individuals. Oh, cool. Nice. You know, and, and they, they looked like different people. Yeah. And they're all there standing at attention on... Uh, ship set of a ship which, yeah. whichever you know is pretty uh this pretty the conglomerate effort impressive. that has to go yeah. into putting that together someone has to have like an artistic vision someone mm. has to piece together the, the uniforms that even i'm sure that ship I'm, I'm pretty sure that ship isn't actually on the ocean right <laughs> no, still not, yeah. they've got to <laughs> design that set i mean there's I'm just in yeah. awe of yeah. the production level of this whole yeah. show. It's Plus, just those amazing. guys had to stand there all the way from Essos on the ship yeah. in attention all the way. <laughs> Talk about sea That's legs. Perhaps the most impressive part. Yeah. <laughs> so let's see. We've got another shot. This shot of um, Cersei with she's dressed down and drinking. And at first, the drinking didn't didn't seem to matter. But then it was pointed out that. She refused to drink last season with when she was with Tyrion, and that's what clued Tyrion mm -hmm. into her pregnancy. The fact that she's drinking and has glassy eyes that looks like she's holding back tears says to me that she lost her baby. Uh, there's mm -hmm. definitely other possibilities. My first instinct was that she's she's reacting to Jamie disappearing in the night, which she's mm -hmm. going to have to do also. But the wine is pretty telling. Um, do you guys have different takes on that, or um, do you think that's uh, pretty strong? Maybe, although... Uh... 
I wonder if you know that might be a kind of a chicken or egg chicken and egg thing. Yes. You know, if um you know, Jamie left and she just kind of loses it. The stress of, yeah, of, the of stress that loss or, could yeah, cause a miscarriage. Whatever. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So She's, she's got plenty um, and, of other stress too. <laughs> it's not just that. Yeah, you're right. That's a good. That's a fair point. I sure. definitely got a, like a very lonely, you know, desperate vibe out of her. Her, the way she's presented there. Yeah, so. and she's got to be lonely if Jamie's gone and she loses her baby. That's oh, she's got his Kyburn in the mountain. Lost, Come on, that's it. Yeah, every scene of her is this her with kyber yeah and, i mean she might hook up with euron but like that's not gonna make her happy <laughs> you know i'll tell you if, if i only had two people left standing by my side the mountain and kyburn are pretty good picks what think about it kyburn has had no real failing of any kind yeah he is pretty he's competent. never misstepped in any way his ethics you know are I mean? questionable but his skills yeah. are not yeah uh <clears throat> they're the people she chose yeah he yeah. is he is good at what he does he's yeah yeah I first thought that she was smiling when I first saw it. That maybe the first couple times. Yeah, I saw oh, it. there is a little bit of a smile smiling. there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and mm-hmm. the other scene, she seemed pretty clearly to be smiling too when she's mm-hmm. uh, you know on the at the red keep with the mountain and the hills Dressed up and Kyburn in the background. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even in that yeah. moment, Kyburn seems to be looking at her, and I don't know if distress is quite the right word, but he doesn't exactly look happy or content. But no, she's smiling. She's standing there smiling, and and I think if you think about it, everyone in the trailer. Is distraught, upset, afraid, running, concerned, except for Cersei. <laughs> She's the only person who's smiling. <laughs> and Sansa. Uh, yeah, true, Sansa, yeah. I guess, yeah. That's a good point. Uh, Women are keeping cool. Looking at that scene over again, it just pointed <laughs> out that her eyes are kind of glassy, that maybe that smile is holding back tears or keeping a mm. front up, you know. Um, yeah. And I also at first had the thought that the wine didn't wasn't that meaningful because I don't know if the people even knew that that mattered. I just figured everyone just drank that it wasn't. I don't really know. I wish I knew better, both in the real world and in the history of Westeros, what sort of well, I think the knowledge from, or concerns yeah. of drinking when pregnant are. But the scene from last season was but, pretty revealing. Yeah, right? that that was a reminder for me that yeah, there's some sort of concern she must have that was some sort of hint to Tyrion. So. It did make me reevaluate mm. that, yeah, that, that scene was a, with Cersei. That was a big, big uh, catch yeah. there for for me And too. I have also considered, by the way, this isn't directly connected to anything that we saw or we've talked about, but I do want to point out there, I feel like there is a significant chance for a time jump of sorts. I, I think we could easily get a time jump of maybe only like six or eight months, but maybe six or eight years. I think it's a, a possibility. I don't know if wow. it's a likelihood, but I want to mm. consider it at least. I could see something like that at the very, very end, but like yeah. during, yeah, maybe not that long, but uh, mm. like it would be kind of difficult to explain like what are the walkers doing during this whole time or whatever. Well, that's part of what I'm wondering is if the walkers are defeated halfway through the season. Okay. Then okay. we jump forward four years to... Now Danny's mm. queen of the realm or Cersei's in jail. Uh, I don't know. I don't okay. Know. Okay. Yeah. I could maybe see that. Yeah. The whole thing about the refusing wine because she was pregnant. It's a very, very modern thing. It's a very rare kind of yeah. know, misstep for, for Game of Thrones um, to reference this modern sensibility because, you know, in that particular setting, nobody would have cared about drinking wine. In fact, you would drink wine 
Because you weren't drinking the water. Because the water's even less yeah, safe. The yeah, water would be even worse. A little so, bit of alcohol um, is worse, just, better for your baby than that filthy <laughs> water. A little bit of yeah. bacteria or whatever. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's why. Right. And the wine was also, it's also important to note that a lot of wine, medieval wine, was really weak. It was Very just, weak. it was just, it yeah. was cut with water so you wouldn't get drunk. The point of the out was to have some alcohol in there so it would kill the bacteria. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that's pretty straightforward. Yeah. You're so, right. uh, yeah. I don't know if we or, or had like planned to get to this, but I had a list of characters that weren't in the trailer. Someone asked about that earlier. Too. That's true. Okay, we can start there. As far as handling questions, it's a good place to start. Yeah. Um, so we maybe did see Theon, or at least have a presence of him in those ships. That's one yeah. that yeah, I mean, like we that. can kind of. I like that thought. Yeah. yeah, and at first we weren't sure about Gilly, but she was in the crypt, so uh, we we've got her covered. So Melisandre. Yeah, which uh, part of why I wanted to bring this up because just a funny story. I have a friend who was putting off watching Game of Thrones until he could like marathon it running up to the <laughs> final season coming nice, out. Nice, nice. And he marathoned it faster than he anticipated. He's already finished it. And um, he, uh, he he plays magic. If anyone out there plays Magic the Gathering, you'll appreciate his nickname for Melisandre is Mono Red. <laughs> <laughs> she is Mono Red. Uh, so, yeah, so no, no sign of Melisandre yet, but we know she went overseas, so... Uh, it's a tiny chance that's who came back with the Golden Company. That seems so weird. Why would she be on Cersei's? Mm. Why would she be hanging out with Cersei and and Kyber? Mm. And that doesn't that doesn't necessarily fit. No, she could be deceiving them, or she could not care. She's yeah. has a bigger vision. She or... might be just like, hey, y'all need to be on the right side of this. You're, <laughs> but, but but then but then why is the Golden Company guy there in that meeting too? Assuming mm. that's him. Uh, okay, so Lyanna Mormont's another one though. Yeah, no, Lyanna. We didn't really see her. I'm not sure she's no. quite a major enough character to to. to to be important to show in the trailer, but we're surely going to see her again. Yeah, and yeah. she's kind of popular too. You yeah, know, I, I do expect her to be in it at least a little. Yeah. But um, we got some characters that I think of are you know tertiary at best, like Ed. You know, so like I thought we might see her, mm-hmm. and I was also a little disappointed to not see more women in armor ready to fight after mm-hmm. that whole deal was made. So my theory with that is that there are more of them are going to be archers, but that doesn't mean you wouldn't see them getting ready to fight. Yeah. Yeah. So. I thought, right. I thought it was a little bit of a miss to so show some women ready for, for combat here. Yeah. We are. Yeah. That's, that's a fair point. Um, Night King. We don't see Night King either, yeah. which is interesting. We maybe saw his horse and there's another little thing to maybe talk about for a minute, which is he was, uh, all those, e- uh, entertainment world weekly covers, uh, that had a lot of the different characters. One of them was Night King and his eyes have seven pointed stars, which is pretty wild. I don't know if that's, uh, meaningful at all. It might just be a fun little detail. I, at first, when I looked mm-hmm. at it, it looked like six to me, but people showed me very clearly that it is seven. It was just kind of blurry. I don't know that it matters. It's just cool. I, you know, it might yeah. just be a little, it's so, so subtle. And there's almost, it's almost impossible that you would see that during the actual show. By the way, wouldn't Night King be more likely to be on his dragon than a horse at this point? Wouldn't one of his generals be on the horse? Oh, Ooh, very good call. Shea makes a great point. If you guys couldn't hear that, she says, wouldn't Night King be on his dragon and not on a horse right now? And that's 100% correct. Yeah. yeah why? The, so, yeah. so that goes so back to what she, you might say that about Daenerys too. With this shot. We have a shot of her on a horse. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Well, she's right. Riding into a rabbit Winterfell, but yeah, that's a, yeah. But this refers to what you said earlier, Sean, about maybe it's a little bit of uh, he doesn't send everyone at Winterfell while he's attack. He's got this army attacking Winterfell. He's busy attacking elsewhere, heading south with the rest of his army. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's a good call. Uh, so that either isn't. So that's I think the least we can say is that's not Night King. That's one of the other walkers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so good catch, Ashea. Nice. I love when we make catches during an episode. That's just the whole, really gives us the feel of we're all just trying to work this out now. This is all new information yeah. and we're just trying to work through it. 
moving on from Night King not being in the trailer, we have Ghost maybe being in the trailer? I'm not sure. That's a tough one. We can't, we just, we've, we've kind of talked about that one already. I don't know if there's anything new to add to that. But a more significant one is Braun. And Braun is tricky. He's not in the shot. And you said, you made a note here, Lady Gwyn, that he wasn't on any of the covers. Yeah, I, I took note of that too. Yeah, there's, well, and then there's, in the uh, we, article I was talking about uh, earlier, the uh, about the shooting of the battle, uh, there's a massive cast shot, and it's it's not just people from the battle, because Cersei is in it, and uh, the mountain is in it, and I think Kyburn, everybody, everyone we've talked about is in it, with the exception of um, Bronn and Yara. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, even, you know, Theon's there, Mel's there. What's that? Same thing about Gemma Whelan. Oh, yes. Uh, Ashea wants us to note, and this is a good note, that uh, Gemma Whelan, as in the actress that plays Yara, was pregnant in real life um, during Mm. this last offseason. Also, Jerome Flynn does not, and and Lena Headey do not want to be on. on Right. I was was going to say that. So, that's an issue. Oh, very good. Yes. So, that's why they wouldn't have been on the And you're not going to have him instead of her. Right. Right. No, <laughs> no, yeah. no, that's a Sorry, fine Jerome. point. She's the star. So, <laughs> so for cast pictures, that makes sense. So, but I'm still disappointed know. not to get a clip of him, an image of him anywhere in the trailer. So, to be clear, Jerome Flynn and Lena Headey dated long time before Game of Thrones, and they cannot mm-hmm. be on set together. They hate each other that much. It's apparently degenerated into shouting matches. That's why I think we we pointed this out last year. But in case y'all missed it or forgot, <laughs> remember the scene in the Dragon Pit where 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 Bronze like, hey. Pod, let's go have a drink together. And they leave. That's why that scene is, that's why they leave because Bron can't be there for that scene because of real life issues. So that's a, it's an unfortunate set of circumstances that Bron is basically one of the few allies left to Cersei. They can't be filmed they with Cersei. They can't be filmed together. They can't be there with Cersei. So that's, that's part of why people are, some of the theories are like, maybe Bron will just follow Jamie North. He wants to get his castle after all. He wants to get his debt paid. That's my hope. Yeah. 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 But I don't know. Maybe it's possible Bron is sort of like half written out because they just couldn't fit him in with because of these real world issues. I really hope that's not the case, but we should pot- potentially yeah. brace ourselves for that disappointment. Um, and we talked about Yara, who's not in there. And what about Lady Stoneheart? Where's Lady Stoneheart? <laughs> yeah. huh. That's who Zadar is running Again. from. In the, <laughs> yeah, that's who Ar is running from, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let's do this. And then we'll, we have a couple of uh, questions. Some of these questions we've already kind of answered be, kind of accidentally by talking about other things. But let's do some worries of the week. Let's fire that back up. It's a recurring feature of our Game of Thrones coverage, worry of the week, meaning which characters we feel are most likely to die. Uh, Just from the trailer, um, I'll go first while you guys think about yours. I'm going to say Varys. Very worried about Varys. So worried that I've basically written him off already. (laughs) You uh, also uh, very, very worried about Grey Worm, as I said. And uh, if I'll name a third, I'll I'll go with a a third one. Gilly. Uh, Gilly down there in the crypts with Varus doesn't bode well. I mean, I feel like she's a good, got a good chance to survive, but I'm a little, I'm a little scared she'll be a casual. That's the, that's the one I'm least worried about. Uh, um, I, would, I think it would hurt the most. So, <laughs> you know, but it's the one I think is least likely of those three. Who's, who's, who's ready to go next? You ready, Sean, or Lady Gwen? Who do you, who's ready to go? You can go if you want. Okay, I go. I mean, uh, I kind of agree with you. Uh, you know, Varus and Gilly... Kind of covered that. Well, what about Little Sam? I didn't mention Little Sam. So if Gilly little goes, Sam. Does... <laughs> well, I think you know, there's a, there's a fair chance that Gilly and Little Sam somehow survive. Because yeah. how could they? How could they? I really? know, that's hard. But definitely, you know, I see Varus, uh, 
Grey Worm. I'm really worried about Brienne because now that idea that, you know, that that's her fighting and that Jamie is, you know, something like that. But that said, I think she's got more to do. So um, I'm not going to I'm not going to let that really carry me away. Uh, so I'm, I'm a little worried about her, but I'm I'm gonna go with kind of like Beric and Tormund. Oh, okay. Okay. Why? Um, even though they're not necessarily there, although they they may show up there, we don't really know what the, what the sequences are, right? Yeah. Yeah. The um, ordering is very. I difficult. feel like they've they've have escaped. Uh, <laughs> so such a terrible situation already that you know how many times can we expect people to. Um, escape. So I guess we so. could say that if Brienne and Jamie have their like promise moment and have their kind of intimate moment before this battle, you'd be a lot more worried about Brienne surviving it, huh? I, w- I, I <laughs> would be worried, although um, you know, it depends how much they're going to go along with what I think is going to happen in the sh- yeah. in the book. Yeah, that's, so. that's tricky. Yeah. Okay, Sean, yeah. What, what do you think? <laughs> I, I also am worried about Brienne. I, I started off being worried about Varys and then along with that, Gilly and and baby Sam down there, if, if, you know, if these speculations of zombies coming up through the crypts is true, I don't see them making it. And I just now talking about it, had the thought of what if Sam's baby gets like the a little blue infant, touch. A little infant uh, white walking along. Yeah, uh, yeah. I can terrible. imagine. Oh, a, wait, that's right? that's what she took himself to avoid. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh my Damn. god! Should have stayed in the south. Yeah. <laughs> nah, um, <laughs> they had to go north. They had. So to. I am also newly worried about Brian. Just realizing that too was probably fighting in that scene, mm. and we couldn't quite make out. And uh, I should point be, out how it cuts to Jamie yelling, "No!" She'd be hard to fight if she came mm. back as yeah. a white. Oh gosh, yeah. Uh, Yikes. So, and, and also I'll point out whenever I'm considering the worry of the week, I always think about like who's in danger's way. And it's a little bit different now than it has been in the past. So, you know, the character, I, mm-hmm. I feel like that characters like Cersei and Sansa usually are not in harm's mm-hmm. way, where characters like John and Brienne are. Yeah, you know, people lines, charging yeah. out into battle with their swords. They're the ones that are more likely to die. But when a battle's coming to Winterfell, and if they're coming up through the crypts, then it's, you know, all yeah. bets are off, if you will. So. Mm-hmm. I, well, it's funny because I didn't actually uh, mention, but one of the thoughts I had had earlier was about... Um, you know, if if their women and children are sheltering in the crypts, how um, there's a very good chance Sansa would be down there. Yeah. Um, I don't really see her in a warrior position. I mean, I guess she could be. But if you look back in Sansa's arc, she was with uh, Cersei in the Queen's Ballroom during the Blackwater. Um, that would sort of be a good echo for her to be kind of, you know, leading the the group of, you know, women, children and the old people and kind of holding them in safety but then if this happens with you know the dead rising in the crypts i'm not saying i'm worried about sansa you know dying but in terms of being in harm's way yeah um it, it could get a, it could get a little bit you know sketchy for sansa if she if if she's doing maybe that. she'll really channel cersei and be getting ready to feed a <laughs> cup of poison wine to baby sam <laughs> instead of tommen oh, uh, which which leads us to another question. Uh, such an important character that's really been pushed off to the side uh, quite a bit is Tyrion. He could, it could you see either way. He's a guy who could be in the battle, but he could also be hiding down in the crypts with the the rest. Mm. So I, I just don't, it's kind of hard to see, figure where he'll be. I mean, he won't be out in the mm. front lines. He would be on the battlements if he's going to be fighting, probably. But he might yeah. just be hanging out in the. You know? I just had another thought, by the way. Where's Bran? 
Incapacitated well, Bran. I wonder if that could be where Arya is running, running to to get to Bran for some reason. Hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, where would, I mean, would he be was, in the crypts with everybody else? You think during this yeah, stuff? I don't, I don't know. know. You know, I, I I alluded to that earlier. I mean, like obviously the um, the <laughs> the logistics of getting Bran downstairs, and now it's he's not just Bran being carried on Hoder's back. He's Bran. Look at the cast pictures. He's got a big, you know, wooden wheelchair. Yeah, I mean, that's true. You know, someone's gonna have to carry the carry him downstairs um, into the crypts, which. Such to say they can't won't do that but you know that he could be something that doesn't happen right away he could end up in harm's way for some reason i feel like there's a good chance he'd be outside not outside there. like below the battlements but if he's he's just like his ability to like tell what's going on it seems like that would mm. be useful and maybe even if he could try to control the undead i don't think that's maybe ever going to happen but if it does it would be in a maybe in a moment like this uh, in the godswood, maybe. Yeah, in the god. Oh, yeah, he could be in the godswood in front of the tree, mm, yeah. touching the tree during the, the battle. Yeah, mm, yeah, yeah. That could fit. I like that idea. All right, let's take a few. Let's take a few of these questions. We got some questions from patrons ahead of time. Uh, Paul from Paul Barry. Question regarding Arya running, which seems to be a fairly major part of the trailer. I have this vision of her vaulting off the walls of Winterfell, her Valyrian dagger between her teeth to battle the Night King on Viserion. Of course it could mean we lose Arya, which would be horrible, but could this fit with what we see in the trailer? Well, because we don't see Night King or Viserion, it's hard to say, but Mm. we've predicted... I forget what your take on this theory is, but I predicted uh, for a while that that's among my top picks for who's going to kill the Night King is Arya. Uh, because she has a cat's paw dagger and because she's sneaky and can come up behind him, maybe, you know, the assassin mm-hmm. skills mm-hmm. like she, she it, that's my that's my best guess. I mean, John, it, it could be a tandem thing where John's fighting him and, and Arya comes up behind. But again, you got to how does he get, a, you know, the dragon issue is how are they going to fight him on the ground? You know, there's that's the dragon issue has got to be solved first. So uh, what do you guys think about this question? I can it's certainly imagine Arya doing some, you know, amazing feats. They've made her out to be pretty much a superhero. Let's let's just say Arya is the most likely candidate to kill the Night King. I still don't. I still think it's less than fifty-one percent. Yeah, sense. yeah, it's not overwhelming. And I, I don't think. Hmm. That, I yeah. think that a. I think another potential bold prediction here is I'm not convinced the Night King's going to be killed. I, uh, think, yeah. I think it mm-hmm. ends and he's still alive. He might retreat to the north, you know. But I yeah. think I, I see that as valid valid possibility. What about you, Lady Queen? Well, I I have a hard time seeing the Night King being killed if indeed this is you know the this battle happens in the third episode. I don't I don't know how I can reconcile uh, my expectations of what the ending of the story is with the, that happening so early. But I mean, I guess in the grand scheme of you know eight seasons, maybe it's really not that early. I I don't know. Uh, definitely, if someone's going to do it, Arya is probably one of the you know, top two candidates. Yeah. Who's the other one? Who who does it? Um, actually, maybe. Well, John would be the other. That's one. what I think. And and my, the other, my other um, kind of favorite theory is um, is that uh, Theon is able to um, is able to shoot the dragon. Oh. In the eye with a with Valerian, a with an obsidian. Not obsidian, yeah, yeah. I like that. I like that's that. cool. Yeah, uh, I, I guess Danny and or a dragon. Well, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. We have to obviously consider the possibility that Danny just defeats Night King Drogon versus Viserion, uh, and it might if we see that. Like, I feel like that's mm. kind of more likely. Like, if we're taking book lore into that, that would that would be the kind of thing you would expect to happen over the God's eye, like like Damon and Aemond. 
But like a fight. Yeah. But, Although chances uh, are good, the other dragon also dies, right? Yes, yes. I, I personally think mm-hmm. no dragons survived the series. Book and show, yeah. no dragons. Yeah. I think one at most. Okay. Yeah, I mean, if, if mm-hmm. both of the remaining dragons survived, that would be kind of unlikely. So yeah, I, I, I would agree with you that one is more likely than, than both. <laughs> I mean, I think yeah. the one that survives might be the Night King's dragon. I think that might be oh, the wow. one that survives. Boy, yeah. that's a quite a, that would be quite mm-hmm. the epilogue if, if uh, he's still <laughs> out there. Question from <laughs> Anthony Gonzalez. Might be the lamest question you've ever received, but do you think they will touch on perhaps Sansa or John ordering Northmen to get the Dothraki some kind of northern garb? I just can't wrap my head around them surviving in the north in winter. I also just want to see wildlings interact with Dothraki. Yeah, wildlings interact with Dothraki. I kind of, I find, I feel like that's too much to hope for, but we can, we, we can still hope for it. <laughs> I hope so, yeah. <laughs> they really haven't given these Dothraki much uh, individuality. Um, I feel like Tormund would get along well with... Whichever Dothraki. Leader. Yeah, they have similar attitudes yeah. towards a lot of things. <laughs> so, yeah, I wonder. They might. I, I, we might get a couple lines of that. Like, we did get that from Sansa, uh, you know, last season. Yeah. She's like, these need to be leather-lined. You know, there's just showing her yeah. taking charge. Uh, we could see something like that. And I love to see it. That's another mm. thing. It's harping us all the time. But uh, <laughs> uh, it just drives me crazy the way the Aragorn... And Lord of the Rings gets <laughs> all the off. armies together and then leaves in the middle of the night. Like, not not only you can't does he do that when you're the commander. Yeah, not only does he not get together and give some inspiring speech or give out some instructions about where the archers go or whatever, he literally just leaves and doesn't tell anyone. And in the end, he's this great king, and he's not a great king at all. <laughs> he might be a good fighter, but that's a big difference. I think it's, it's an important. Well, difference. it's it's a lot like Jon Snow. He doesn't. T- he does. He's not a great communicator. He's like, he's yeah. le- his leading by example is great. His like willingness mm-hmm. to face danger yeah, is honorable. He's but, skilled, yeah. honorable, but, right, he, but he's not a great communicator. <laughs> and 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 we got to see Sansa do this. By the way, it was. Uh, I want to pick on the Avenger movies, but I want to give them credit. Captain America multiple times was like organized, given instructions and and those few lines of dialogue are so much more meaning than seven minutes of sword slinging around yeah. so much more meaningful to see the leader lead two less sword if, swings a couple more lines of dialogue yes, <laughs> yes and so i would love there. to see i would yep. love to see sansa giving out instructions for how to equip the troops for winter you know cool sure a throwaway line yeah. even is simple is very simple to just have her say it Get these men some. They don't have to cast some new actor. They don't have to spend a bunch of money on a new scene or CGI or whatever. It's just a line of dialogue. So, yeah, like you said, one line is a lot of times you can cover it with one line, and so that's why it's what makes it so frustrating that they couldn't find time for one line. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Jojo Dixon question. Do you think, or do we think Gendry will be reworking all the known Valyrian steel weapons, i.e. Uh, all the different, all the different swords. We all need to name them all. All of the all ones. ones. I won't all go the through ones. them all. From memory in Tabo Mott's forge to make enough smaller weapons to go around. Or has Sam found the recipe for dragon steel in his scrolls from the Citadel, and we'll see new Valyrian steel being made with dragon fire and blood sacrifice. I, I, I gotta, I think no. I think that's not unlikely to happen in the books. Although the dra- the sacrifice part, I'm not so sure that's going to be happening. I think they might just the reforging. Uh, can happen without sacrifice. Apparently, making new Valyrian steel, you need human sacrifice. But yeah, I kind of doubt that. I think they're, they're, they're they seem far more focused on obsidian weapons in, in the in the show. Uh, like when they mm-hmm. went north, they were all armed with obsidian. They talked about all the mining of obsidian. They they seem to be like, yeah, Valyrian steel works really well, but we just don't have enough of it, and we're not gonna, that, and that's not gonna change. Boom, that's it. I think I think the focus is on obsidian. Um, I I totally agree. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, so I think it's too much to expect them to introduce 
making Valyrian steel because even Sam didn't like find that in his books. They saw the dagger, but they didn't go any farther than that. Like we've had, you know, one moment or discussion or event of Valyrian steel's forging, right? Just yeah. one time seasons ago where the Valyrian glass has been has been over and over again, has been plot points. You know what I mean? A dozen episodes has been come up. So. Mm -hmm. A question from Lord Commander George the Golden. Will the Kingslayer slay any more kings? Maybe the Night King. So we can add him to the list of possible killers of the Night King since we were just talking about that a minute ago. Oh. I think this is a clever idea. On the, on the other hand, the Kingslayer name comes from George, of course. And George has hinted that the Night King isn't of, of a being that we'll see in the books. Uh, which would mean, which would be a, 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 a not a death knell for this theory because the show could just do their own thing and be like, look at that nice bookend of, of how this nickname works out. So yeah, it could happen. He wields Valyrian steel. I mean, I, I am now rooting for it. I cool. hadn't considered that, so I'm now rooting for it. Yeah. So yeah, so it's it's on the table. I would I would rate that lower than some of the other options we named, but it's I would I wouldn't argue against it either. From Lady Air Erdross, does Theon make it to Winterfell? I won't any I won't accept any answer, but yes. <laughs> uh, well, I don't think he's gonna die before making it to Winterfell, maybe, but he might have his own mission to go on. I don't know if he's still mm. more focused on Yara or yeah, Theon's hard to figure. Mm. What do you guys think? I mean, well, they were on his ship. The the ships, like you was, you mentioned, the three ships, and that's where the boat sex happened at the end of last season. So, they, and they were heading that way, so they were together. Um, but. You know, if he has a, if he has a um, mission off that he does in the meantime, and there's time if this happens a couple of episodes into the season for him to do something else and then show up and shoot a dragon. Or, I really, it's, the disappointment here for me <laughs> is that we aren't we we this mean might mean we don't get the great eunuch convention because Varus, <laughs> all the Unsullied, and Theon are there. <laughs> Danny has done a great job of collecting the cockles on her side. And, <laughs> uh, it's all for naught. <laughs> not no, I know. Both Patrick O'Connor and Dana the Dreamy ask, do you think Harry Strickland is going to be wielding Blackfire? Uh, no, I, I that's, think that's too much to hope for. Blackfire is going to probably appear in the books, but... It hasn't even been mentioned in the books. It's only in the extended material. It's, it pops up, pops up in the extended material quite a bit, but it is not mentioned in the main books at all. Though, I do think there's a good chance we do see it. I think, um, you know, George made sure to let us know that Dark Sister is in was taken to the wall by Bloodraven, which means he's given thought to these things. So, yeah, I do think we'll, there's a good chance we see it in the books, but the show, mm, It is I'm, also I'm something uh, I don't expect it in any way. But it is something they could do with one line of dialogue. Yeah. If he's yeah. going to have a sword, all they have to do is have him say, me and my sword, Blackfire, will take, in any, take on any enemy. You know, sure. So. What do you think, Lady Gwen? Do you think there's any chance we see it? Or is that... Uh, no, you know. not in the show. I, yeah, we do. See. I, wish, I wish they would. It would be we, do get a, we do get <laughs> to see a pretty clear shot of Harry Strickland's sword. Um, it, it, it looks yeah. very ornate, pommel-wise, but whatever. He's a fancy commander of the golden company you know <laughs> so <laughs> yeah it just seemed to match his armor yeah. you know it didn't like i zoomed in on it too and because i was trying to figure out if it was Jamie yeah it did look a little like lion hilted but it's like oh yeah no, that's that, not, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh from lord commander hey Helminth, there is a popular theory floating around that brienne will finish jamie's page in the white book where does the trailer panel fall on that idea if she's say 
if she say finishes the series as Lord Commander, that would be a wonderful parallel to Duncan the Tall, who was also Lord Commander and who is her ancestor. Um, what do you think, <laughs> Lady Gwen? I mean, this certainly gives us, if this comes true, then hey, that means Brienne lives, which that's good news. Well, I think we all, you know, we don't don't forget how. Uh, I don't know. As far as what happens here in the in this show, eh, I don't I don't know. Um, that actually gives me some hope that about what I was talking about earlier. I think we shouldn't forget that Dunk's real ending. <laughs> yes, <laughs> was to sacrifice himself to, to death, save somebody. You know. And uh, if you listen to our recent Dunk and Egg episodes, I did make the point about you know Dunk um, actually. You know his sacrifice really at at Summerhall. Every everything in Duncan Egg goes up to Summerhall, where everything in the main series comes yes. radiates outwards from there. And, and Dunk may have actually saved the world by whatever action he did at Summerhall mm-hmm. to save maybe Rhaegar, um, maybe Rhaegar, who then went on to you know, or maybe Rhaegar and Rhaella, and that's why we even have. John and Danny, you know, as you like it. Um, True. So, um, yeah, um, if Brienne is really going to mirror Dunk, I actually have a lot of fear <laughs> yeah, for d- her. Um, Dunk does die. Where she ends up in true. the end, you know. So, yeah, yeah. We all die in the end. <laughs> Michal Schick, our, who has done voices for both of our shows uh, and does voices for or does podcasting with Speaking Fastest of, Over Kingsgrave yeah. podcast. She asked why. She was our egg. What's that? <laughs> I said she was our egg. Oh, we yeah. Right on. Egg, yeah. She asked why the lack of Tyrion. Does this imply something about where he spends most of the season or his eventual fate? I'm not sure we have anything else to add from what we said earlier about Tyrion, but I think, you know, maybe it's just that so mm-hmm. many of these shots are battle oriented and he has fought in battles, but. Yeah, less in the show than he does in the book. Like they tampered back, they 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 taken that back a bit. Like he fights in the books a, a pretty good amount, but in the show it's pretty it's pretty minor. Like he get he he misses that entire uh, battle mm-hmm. um, of the Green Fork because he gets that hammer in the face and gets knocks and con- gets knocked unconscious. But he's he he didn't he's, miss the entire battle, just ninety nine percent of it. <laughs> <laughs> but he's in the thick of it in the books, and it's quite intense. Um, so uh, and he fights and does yeah. okay. So and he fights in the Battle of the Blackwater, which does happen in the show. He does fight in the Battle of the Blackwater. In the show. Even in the show, Tyrion would have two purple hearts. Yes, no. <laughs> yes, he would. He is. He's not. That's that's why it's hard to say because yeah. he absolutely mm-hmm. is capable of fighting. But, it, you know, I don't know that he's mm. going. It doesn't mean he's going to. That's, that's a tough question. I think it's a really, I don't know if we right. can do a strong answer on that. But I think we've, we've set the expectation at least. He is also like, I'm going to say while he's been a primary central character. Yeah. I think that if you have to start paring down, if you had to, who are the main characters? And, you know, most media, most movies, shows, books, whatever, the main character would be would be like, one or maybe three or four people but in game of thrones it's like 10 or 12 but if you have to start trimming people down we know once you get down to like five mm. four somewhere around there Tyrion's not part of it anymore right i, I think yeah you know? when it really starts to come down to how the show is going to climactically mm. end it's danny john Cersei. all right then let me put you on the spot does he survive uh, the whole mm. series i'm gonna say yes i think that he does 
Okay. Uh, but I'm not saying it with very much confidence. Okay. But I do think that he's going to just be relatively less important, just get less airtime at the moment mm-hmm. when we're having more and bigger battle sequences and battle planning and more of the central characters together at the same time, right? He's just not going to be playing mm-hmm. as relatively large a role. Yeah. Now, that said, it's hard to know what to take from the trailer, right? It's just because just we only saw a second long clip of him. Well, we only saw a second long clip of 12 other people. Yes, you know, yes. So. Bran and, and yeah. Sam, et cetera. So, so many. I don't have to name them all. <laughs> um, I, I think this so Tyrion, lack of still talk. We're still on yes. Mikhail's question, right? Um, <laughs> this is, uh, I had the same kind of concern, but then after going over the, the trailer over and over again, I, I just think it's like what you were saying. The fact that this is mainly got to do with the battle and he's just not apparently involved in the scenes that they chose to show us. I don't think it's necessarily that he's not going to be very involved in the rest of the season. Um, and I think, you know, I even got the feeling that that one shot of him was kind of forced mm. in there so that they could be like, oh, don't forget Tyrion. He's, you know, don't worry. He's still here. You know, yeah. I feel very similar because it's such a non-revealing shot. Like, oh, look, he's whoops. standing there looking up. Oh, look, there and he like is. Sean said, he has to look up at pretty much everything. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, certain arcs suffer more than others from the loss of the source material when they had to move past the books. And I think Tyrion's arc is one of the bigger, biggest ones that suffered. Tyrion's Role in the show really nose dived after say season four or five. Uh, he's he's still a fantastic actor, but his role has been less important. And of course, he's made he's had all these failures. Like he's he's not he hasn't actually given great advice to Danny, or or maybe you could say the advice was pretty good, but it just didn't go it just didn't go well. Mm. That's a whole other conversation. The point is his track record hasn't been great. He starts off being I don't know how to say this. His own storyline, yes. right? He, he's doing his own thing. He's in charge of other people, right? But eventually, he's just assistance to other people. He, yeah, you know what I mean. So the, the like the best scene for him last season, I think, was when he met with Jamie underneath the in secret underneath King's Landing amongst the dragon skulls. That was a really good scene, and that's getting back into his core character, his relationship with his family. But at this point, like Jamie is about to be like his friend again. They're about to be on the same side. So I don't know. There may be a little bit of conflict there, but they're both kind of aligned again. So and he are and of course he's not going to make up with Cersei. You know. Here, here is one thing, <laughs> by the way, and I uh, just from reading the books. By the way, it's it's reinforced in my mind. Pretty much the best dialogue. Is Tyrion, okay. and pretty mm. much the second best dialogue is Jamie. Mm. They have the most quips. They're the most quick witted. <laughs> Does that make sense? And the two of them together, like I hope we get lots of uh, Jamie cool. and Tyrion interactions. So. Yeah. Anything to add to that, Lady Gwen? No. <laughs> All right. Next question is from Lauren Scipioni. She says, "This has been puzzling me a bit. Is John walking on water now?" Ashay, can you pull up the shot of John in front of the weirwood again? Uh, because mm-hmm. from her take here, it looks like John is standing where the lake should be. So either the either the Winterfell pond is frozen over, which is significant in itself, or they just kind of goofed a little bit here. Or maybe, I, I think maybe it was like that last season. I think it was like that last oh, season. Oh, really? Even. Yeah. Okay, good catch. So that's interesting. Maybe it's fro- frozen, frozen over. That's, water. Uh, yeah. When, when Bran was out there and Sansa went to talk to him, remember? Okay. Okay. I, I'm pretty sure it was iced mm-hmm. over. Oh, yeah. It's a good point. Yeah. When they were, when he gave her the da- gave Arya the dagger yeah. and all that. Mm-hmm. It's a good point. Okay. Which, 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 if that happens in the books, it's really significant because those are hot springs. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like if that freezes over, it's like, whoa, that's cold. Yeah. 
so I guess we don't have a strong answer. They don't have to be hot springs in the show, right? They haven't even referenced it, to be fair. Shea says yeah. they didn't mention the hot springs in the show, so they don't have to be hot springs. That's why I said in the books it would be a big deal, because I don't know if they've... Yeah, you're right. They haven't even mentioned yeah. it in the show, so uh, it may not be a, a thing. It may not matter. <clears throat> also, we're talking real life. They're outside. That pond is probably really f actually frozen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> They're like, wait, wait, I've got to melt the ice on this thing. Okay, get the, the get the blowtorch. Bring in the flamethrowers. Oh, no, actually, just use the dragons. They've got dragons. Yeah. Use the dragons. <laughs> <laughs> A question from John Del Vento, super chat. Uh, John Del Vento, very talented musician, by the way, everybody. When John and Danny are feeding their dragons, and they seem to be way up north. Are they on some kind of side mission or something? What are they up to? Yeah. Uh, we talked about this a little bit earlier. My take is it's John is learning to fly for the first mm. time. It definitely, definitely yeah. going to be more to it, but that's got to happen. He can't just mm. go from, oh, yeah. I'm a Targaryen, mm. boom, I'm flying. You know, although that is kind of what Danny did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This scene could easily be just to, to show off the dragons. It just be like an opening sequence. We just see the dragons flying through this northern landscape and then they land at, at Winterfell. You know, yeah. it mm. could it could not be plot integral, um, but maybe it could be like maybe. Maybe, because another thought, you know, I pointed out that, you know, it seems like the dragons would be part of this battle. And maybe they just don't want to show that to us, at least not yet, you know. But it seems like the ice, the, the, the ice dragon would be part of it, too. We didn't see that. Yeah. Again, it's so hard to know what the order of things are going to be. But I wonder if it's possible that through the course of the battle that lasts all night long, the dragons get removed because they chase off. The Night King and the Ice Dragon, uh, and an they, the chase idea. continues into the next morning, and it's that daylight. Would explain and a, why they're not, or why we, yeah. like they were mm -hmm. avoiding showing them during the battle, and maybe why? Because I, I thought it looked like one had a rider and one didn't, mm. and maybe Danny is on one of the dragons, and John stays behind. I sort of agree. The problem is, it's just John's like the way John dresses; it would be a lot harder to tell. And Danny, what's, Danny's in all white and gray mm. on, stand on a black what, red dragon. Yeah, yeah. John yeah. might be harder to tell because because he's wearing like dark colors. But that's a great, that's a good thought. Very good thought. Mm. Um, LML, hey LML, shout out to Mythical Astronomy of Ice and Fire. He says, my theory was that Danny and John have to get to the heart of winter before the Night King gets to the Isle of Faces. I think that's a kind of a cool idea. It feels a little more booky to me than show because the show is just really not talked about the Isle of Faces like at all. No. Yeah. Uh, so that is a, a problem with that theory. But yeah. I, I love it as a book idea. That's cool. Um, like a race to... The, the center of, of these power centers or whatever you want to call them, these mystical centers of power. To be fair, <laughs> they could just bring up entirely new things, especially when we have Sam reading through these books and Bran with knowledge of everything. You You're know? totally right, and that's how the show tends to handle some of the things because they don't expect people to remember something they brought up in season Four seasons two. seasons ago. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's a, yeah, so that's a good point. I'll, I'll, I'll agree with that, yeah. Uh, super chat from Gabriel Lind. I was wondering if you guys had have any thoughts on Arya being overconfident going into the battle and what would be the take takeaway here for the next battle, assuming there is one. Arya? Overconfident? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, so he sort of addressed this at the beginning. I think maybe she's being overconfident on purpose to show, uh, to help other people feel confident. But mm -hmm. I, I think there's a good chance she's just a little cocky. <laughs> and uh, that will change her attitude, though, if he's, because we see her in fear. I love the juxtaposition in the trail. I think it was really well done. Um, but uh, yeah, I think that because she hasn't had this kind of like she's she's shown she's like shown how badass she is, but she hasn't faced like anything like this, like a armies yeah. and the undead. Uh, so I think some of it's bravado, but I, she is capable. I mean, she is she's she's not she is badass. She's good reason for thinking she's badass. So <laughs> um, 
But I think, yes, I think it's a good point that it may be a learning experience for her and she may take a follow-up battle if there is one mm. a lot more seriously, um, maybe more sober. Uh, we'll see. Mm. That's a good question. Good point. Yeah. Uh, do you guys have anything to add to that? Uh, not really. Just, you know, it may, it put me in mind of sort of that uh, inter- the article in Entertainment Weekly uh, where he interviewed the actors and Maisie Williams was talking about her participation and you realize that she's never been in one of these big battle scenes. Um, so Maisie hasn't, ergo neither has Arya. So as far as cockiness or, you know, being overly confident, uh, it's her first battle. So very likely that she's going to have those feelings. Hopefully it's just a learning curve for her and there is going to be a, you know, take two for her. Okay, I think that's going to wrap it up. Let's uh, say adios. Lady Gwen, please tell everyone what you guys over at Radio Westeros have been working on Mm -hmm. and where to find y'all on social media and such. Yeah, you can uh, find us on uh, RadioWesteros.com, Twitter at Radio Westeros, and of course on Facebook as well. Uh, We have just wrapped up our our three-episode series with uh, reviewing the Duncan Egg series. Uh, that episode just last episode just came out last week. Currently at work on a the Dance of the Dragons collaboration with you all at History Westeros, and yeah. um, we got some other cool things in the works, which uh, will be including a new patron exclusive episode, which will all be oh very cool announcements made shortly. So, yeah. all right, excellent. Well. Uh, thank you, everybody, for coming. Thanks to Lady Gwyn. Glad to have Sean back in the fold. Um, good to see everyone who came today. I know the the hype is strong. I guess we could say, now it begins. No. <laughs> now it ends. Right? Right? Yeah? Okay. But we're not actually there. It hasn't actually begun yet. The hype has begun, but the season hasn't. But we're going to be there soon. We're excited to go through this experience with all of you. It's going to be a lot of fun. And let's uh, just we got to hold tight for another few weeks until we're ready to get going. But we'll 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 have probably one more pre episode before the season. Uh, we'll probably have some more thoughts on this, and maybe they'll drop another trailer. If they drop another trailer, then we'll definitely have more thoughts. Yeah, I was gonna say I think at least one more. <laughs> yeah, there's a chance we have two more, but we'll see. We'll see how that goes. We'll let you all know. Keep keep abreast of our doings on social media. Follow us at, at Westeros History on Twitter. Follow Sean at Dancing Sean. Shea is at Miranee's Not. And we uh, will be share. And uh, Lady Gwen, you're at Lady Gwynevar. That's kind of hard yeah. to spell, but they'll find you. I recommend <laughs> you go to at Radio Westeros and then you can find links to me and Yoke Boy also on Twitter. Don't right try on. Try to spell them. <laughs> cool. Let's say Valar reread us, Valar rewatch us, and let season eight commence. See you all next time. Woohoo!